Hey everybody, what's going on? Mav here. This is Xbox Ultimate Podcast, uh, episode number twenty-eight. Um, and I just rudely interrupted uh, my my good friend here, Three uh, Bit, who was talking to me. Uh, <laughs> but hey, we're gonna have an awesome, fun show today. Uh, it's gonna be a lot of a lot of fun talking about some great topics. We have uh, two amazing guests actually today. Uh, one of them is on the way as we speak. The other one is sitting right here next to me. Um, and you know him very well from the WBG We Bleed Green podcast. Uh, he was nice enough to have me as a guest there on their last episode. Uh, so without further ado, making his first appearance on Xbox Ultimate Podcast is my main man, Dirt Griggity. How's it going, dude? What's happening, man? Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. And thanks for coming on WBG last Monday. I know it was, things got a little crazy. <laughs> it was <laughs> fun, dude. It was fun being <laughs> in that environment. You know? Yeah, man, it, thank it nice. you. Thanks for having me, though. I appreciate it. Yeah, dude. It's it's uh, awesome to have you here. Um, then until Midway gets here, I'll, I'll, I'll go in order. Now, as you know, first in my heart is my lovely wife, Caitlin. Hey, baby. How are you doing? I am doing good. Thought you were going to say someone else, so I'm glad it was me. No, you're first. Definitely. Now, <laughs> now one. Second in my heart is my other wife, as you've seen on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> as Mr. <laughs> Pong Soul. What's up, dude? Uh, hey, how you hey, been? hey. I, I'm great. You know, I'm number two in your heart, and I can't complain, right? So <laughs> yeah. That's, that's okay with me, man. So, <laughs> but where does that lead to shave? That's the, that's the question. Like, you know, like... he's our child. <laughs> he's our child. <laughs> that's true. He is young yeah. enough to be our child. So, yeah, we'll probably go with so. that. <laughs> oh, man. And then uh, we um, also have, you know, him very well, and he keeps pulling the stuff out of his ass and he keeps pulling on Twitter that he shows off that he's been working on for years. And he's like, hey, 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 guys, I just haven't shared this with anybody, but here's this amazing thing that I worked on before. I did when I was five years old. Yeah, and it's like, um, <laughs> I also w- won a Nobel Peace Prize when I was uh, 16. So go check out his Twitter. He has a, a really cool trailer for a uh, a game that he worked on, and he said he might pick it back up. So check that out. It's pretty freaking cool, if you ask me. Uh, how's it going, 3-Bit? It's going good, man. I've been busy. Uh, but you know, I'm ready to play some games tonight. Might get a drunk bit on here tonight <laughs> later. That'll be that'll be fun. Some broccoli. Nice. Oh uh, yeah, it's going good. Good to see dirt on here, and I see like lady and and other people in the chat. So hey guys, uh, it's gonna be a fun show. Yes, thank you everybody who is hanging out with us in the chat. As always, uh, you are all amazing, awesome people. We freaking love you guys. Um, also see some new names in here as well popping in. So that's pretty awesome. Um, shout out to all you guys. Now, how do we start, uh, this podcast every, every week, babe? The fun speculation of the week. That's right. So what, what what do we have on the menu? New Halo game. What could it be? Ooh. Okay. So. Uh, this is in reference to this rumor that was popping around uh, that 343 is actually producing, not developing, but producing another Halo game uh, besides Halo Infinite. And uh, the, also rumors were that, hey, the uh, development team that's working on it is going to be a large studio. Um, so 
we're gonna go around. Um, I don't know if you guys had a chance to check on this rumor, but what I want to speculate on is, hey, what could this game be? Right, like who could potentially take on something like this? Uh, and also, what could this game be? Like, what what could we expect from another Halo game? Um, and well, I guess we'll start with our, our guest. Dirt, did you? I, I don't know if you had a chance to see that rumor. Um, <clears throat> what, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I, I saw the rumor. I thought some people said that uh, they found out that it was just something about Halo Infinite. Uh, I don't know, but if it is another game, I'm not sure what it would be or what team would make the game, but I know I would like a Jedi Fallen Order type of game in the Halo universe. That's what I would want. I think that would be amazing because the Halo universe is a big universe. I'm sure they have plenty of stories they can tell in that universe. And Jedi Fallen Order was a great game. Obviously, I know Respawn can't make it or wouldn't make it, but um, I would like some type of third-person action-adventure game in the Halo universe. That's what I would like. That's just my opinion. Right but I did think I heard some people say that was it by a job? I mean, like, was this rumor started from a job listing or something like that? Yeah, so I, I'm just Googling it because I missed, like, anything that you said. So I I just popped it up on, uh, and there's an article from IGN four hours ago. So I didn't oh. see this. Uh, so four hours ago, IGN had an update, and it says Halo job listings refer to Halo Infinite, not a new Halo game. So yeah, I don't know if that's where the initial rumor took off from. But hey, it's fun to speculate about this stuff. But anyway, we've been talking about uh, poss- possibilities of more Halo games coming out in the Halo universe and what uh, we would like to see and what uh, needs to happen, whether they are working on one. Anytime there's a rumor, you got to take it with a grain of salt, period. Because th- this stuff turns out... 99% of the time, not to be true, right? Right, but definitely. It's fun to think about, and that's probably that's why we do the this bit here. You know, uh, it's fun to think about what the possibilities. Uh, Pong, what what do you think? Like, what do you want out of another Halo game that's not you know in the in the main line? I, it, skip uh, Halo well, Wars three. I think we're gonna get that. We got we got Halo we got Halo Wars you know I think those are two existing franchises I want what's something else? Are you still in my thunder? I was just going to say, sadly enough, it's not going to be Halo Wars three. Oh, since no, come on, today, it, they so. got to bring us Halo Wars three, man. I need that. Yeah, yeah, maybe down the road, but down they're not the going to do it up front, right? So, all right, well, okay, fine. So halo wars out of it so obviously personally what i'd love to see is an odst style a spin-off because this universe is so huge and there is so many stories to tell that we've only seen a, a small fraction of it right so not even being you know i'm not some diehard halo fanatic right so i consider myself a casual halo fan i played them all odst happened to be my favorite out of them Maybe that's because I am more casual about it. Uh, but I just think this universe universe is as deep and rich uh, as any that's been created. Um, and I wish they would go explore that. I think there's so many different avenues they could go. So personally for me, I'd love to see an ODST. But you could take this a million different ways, right? So, you know, what, what about a horror game, right? So what about a horror-style dark 
more adult themed Halo, uh, you know, with the flood, um, you know, possibly go down that route. Um, I'd love to see them expand in those kind of different ways and just show different aspects that we have not seen of Halo. And obviously, once a Zenimax deal is done, you're going to have uh, access to all these different teams with all these different engines, you know, like, you know, obviously the ID engine. Um, anything that they want to do, they basically could put down now and actually create something out of it um, in any style that they choose. So I just love to see them move some direction uh, away from necessarily a first-person shooter. I don't think we need that. And yes, I know ODST was a first-person shooter, but what I'm talking about is the theme, um, you know, being kind of you know, a little bit darker, uh, you know, again, just a little bit more detailed, uh, and, and the world coming more to life. And let's see other parts that we have not seen before. So I'd love to see that. Yeah, dude. I 100% agree with you on that. There's so so much stuff we can think about what we want. I remember we had a similar talk about this uh, recently. Uh, but when that rumor had popped up earlier this week, I was like, I was like okay, that's going to be... I got I to gotta talk about it more because I love... You guys know I love Halo, right? And uh, three bit. I think you had some interesting ideas last time we talked about this. What, what what are you thinking, man? So I'm thinking what's more likely in a new Halo title is something like an ODST two or to spinoff game. Um, but if you think about it, Bungie had made Reach and ODST, which were spinoff games, and three for three hasn't had their take of a spinoff yet. So it's going to be really interesting to see. Um, most of their work isn't. Um, most of their work isn't really outside of the main titles like Halo 4 and 5. I'm excluding Halo Wars. <laughs> um, and some of their top-down titles like Spartan Assault and what have you. So I think it's more likely we'll we'll see an ODST-type game if, if they do um, decide to, to go with that. What I actually want them to do um, is what, what Dirt was saying, is experiment and try out different genres said this on Boom Show yesterday, but I fully believe that Halo can be compared to a franchise like Star Wars in terms of the lore. That I believe it can also like break genre barriers as well. So a Halo horror title like like Pong was saying with the Flood would be amazing. Uh, being able to play as Master Chief when he was a kid in the Spartan program would be legendary. And in my opinion, Halo needs more of that type of storytelling because they have uh, I don't know, they have a, a lot of context to to the world in the books and animated shows but in the games a lot of that stuff is a mystery or it's happening in the background so I would love to see them experiment with different genres uh, similar to all of the new Star Wars games they're about to do right with uh, they're they're coming out with a lot of different Star Wars games with different develop de- different developers. So I'd like to I'd like them to really take a chance with the story. Um, and if you want to use your chief in most of the Halo games, that's fine. Love the guy, but a lot of people who just play the games and know nothing about the story, uh, they don't know much about the intricacies of that character a lot to master chief and how he grew up in the in the spartan program that is not relevant to the games so yeah that's, that's pretty much what i gotta say i want to see more of his story if possible in master chief's story if they're going to keep going down the route of using master chief out of master chief i would like 
explore other things like a horror title or third person. So breaking genres and also exploring more of what's in the books. That's what I got to say. <laughs> yeah, bro. I, I love it, man. There's so much lore in the books and stuff and everything that is unexplored on the screen and and 95% plus probably miss out on all this, right? Uh, they just aren't aware of it or just not into that kind of media. Um, hey, babe, do you got any ideas? What what could we see from a uh, another Halo game? What would you like to see? Um, well, I have more of a question. Yeah, I know that. Oh, shit, the dog. Sorry. That's all right. <laughs> um, I know there's been talk about a Halo Battle Royale, right? Yes. So if they ever did that, you think it would just be a mode within like the regular game, or do you think they'd put out a whole separate game? That's a good question. Um and that that is is possibly like a could some people could find that controversial with like three four three taking on battle royale and stuff as well as all the other stuff because that would take away from the mainline multiplayer if they did it that way so for me i would think the best way to do it would be to implement another team make it its own free-to-play experience separate completely from halo infinite and halo infinite multiplayer maybe you can access everything from the same hub yeah i think it should be its own thing you know, because if it's its own thing, you can do whatever you want with it, and it's not yeah. going to be felt within like the actual Halo canon of like, hey, this is this matters what goes on with yeah, this other crazy thing, right? Yeah. Um, similar to yeah. what they did with Warzone on Call of Duty, where it's standalone, but also you can access it from the other titles, right? right? Hey, Midway, can you hear us? <clears throat> I can hear you. Hey, we can hear you too, man. Hey, uh, so we got another intro to make here, guys. Uh, he he just got home from work. I wanted him on the show today um, and super excited to have him here. He's a fellow four guy with Quarter uh, on uh, the, the channel that we do a podcast together. Um, so everybody say hello to Midway Monster. Yay. Hello. Natural hey. Midway Monster. What's going on, bud? Hey, man. <laughs> Hello, I am Midway Monster, and I'm a gameaholic. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, Welcome, Midway that's, Monster. That's what it felt like. I felt like I was in like a meeting. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, no, it's great. It's great. In to events, the show. I was, yeah, I was very, very surprised by the uh, invite. So surprised that I forgot I had a prior obligation to attend to. So um, I'm glad uh, he was able to accept my tardiness. Uh, I have heard the beginning. Now I'm, I see on the on the, I hate to do this now, but I see on the the the, ch- the YouTube channel that I don't have my camera on. Um, every time I try to join voice on Discord, it kind of cuts everyone off. And when I hit video, I just see. So I don't know, like I'm not very tech savvy, so I'm kind of afraid to touch it. So. If, that, if you're okay with me and my little red box, oh, hey, you're a dude, circle. It's not Cam- a requirement. Camera is Come not, off. Camera Come is off. not He's required. out of here. No camera. And, and Pong says it is. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Pong. I, I, I think my face would give you at least like five more views. 
That's what I think. Hey, I get to I get to see uh, your sexiness every uh, Tuesday, or actually, going to be Thursdays now. You know. Yes. So hey, no, no worries there. Uh, but yeah, yeah the, also guys. Yeah, no, no worries, man. I'm glad to have you here. Uh, so four guys of quarters is moving to Thursdays, just so everybody knows at six p.m. Eastern time. All right, this man. Is the so only uh, podcast I think I do uh, Cameron. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey. Guess who's going to be on that episode also for Guys with Quarters on Thursday next yeah. week? Who? Three bit. Yeah. yeah. Hi. Oh, look at that. <laughs> yeah. You got That's the invite to be on that episode. So, all right, Midway, what we've been talking about, I don't know how much of you, you caught, but uh, th- there was this rumor. It turned out, apparently, uh, Dirt came on here and he crushed my dreams. Uh, he had to annihilate right. this uh, rumor that because uh, he's more in the know than I am and has seen news because he actually uh, studies and does research, and which I don't. Uh, so he crushed my dreams on this. However, earlier this week, there was a rumor that uh, there was going to be a uh, potentially another Halo game, and it was going to be a different developer but produced by 343. So it kind of got the mind swirling, and so we we're having some... Uh, Fun, like speculating about what could possibly be another good Halo game uh, to come out, and uh, so what are your thoughts on that, dude? What would you like to see? Yeah, I mean, Halo Wars is fun and all, but I don't a three. I I heard that because um, when was the last time they quit supporting? They haven't stopped. They're just now uh, shutting down the three sixty. Yeah. So I, I don't think if they're just stopping support, I don't know what what they're doing like any online uh access or that stuff. I think uh, they're uh, killing the servers on on the 360 completely for Halo 3. Yeah. And then Halo Wars 2 is is it just like no more uh like like uh extra content support but are they still it like online capable and stuff and yeah they're gonna keep it online they're just not doing any more updates which they haven't done in a long time so i'm a halo wars fan so it, they haven't added anything or done anything new in a long time so everybody already kind of figured that was gonna happen okay so i yeah i don't think it's gonna be uh any type of strategy that i think it's i think it's gonna be another <coughs> other spinoff um, I'm a big Nathan Fillion fan, so anything with Buck, I would love. Buck um, origin story. That would be nice. I know he's uh he's a little busy because he's going to be on the uh what is it the reimagining of the Suicide Squad via TDK, I think it. Is. Yeah. Um, so what? he's going to be bit. He's going to be busy, but I mean. Um, I would love to see some type of origin story. I mean, um, does anybody think that Locke is going to have an origin story? I think they're done with Locke. I think, I they, think they killed him. I think they're going to kill him. You know, I think they didn't no, like... I think they already did. You think they already did? Yeah. Uh, I think... See, that, that's the thing. Like, Halo Infinite is kind of like... Kind of like a remake of the original, right? Kind of going back to that type, that time. Frame. 
but it's it's so, a, no it's a continuation of the of the series but it's like a re it's a reboot in the way of giving the feel of the original of like the style of the original but still continuing okay. the story where it left off uh yeah i mean any 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 type of uh you know extra extra apps extra content of uh of halo's story because i know it's a it's a vast story books independent movies and stuff like that out and uh i'm 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 excited for it uh i just think it's too early to call um especially when it comes to what type of uh story it's going to be i mean obviously it's always fun speculating <laughs> so um but i i would love a buck story uh and and that group. so maybe it could be something because uh he ODST, you yeah. know he was he was the partner. So I mean, it could, I would love to see something with that with that group. Maybe maybe it could be something before uh, before Locke even comes in. Maybe they'll they'll give Locke a a few more years off uh, vacation. I because I I feel like in in today's time they would love to have that type of character because i mean he was kind of like methodical and uh boring. almost like uh it was it, okay so it was boring <laughs> but the thing is is that he had that like that beeline like motivation you know so like that could be something uh that they could use and maybe uh flesh out his character a little more because obviously one game and making finding master Chief his the people that everybody loves you know the person that everybody loves like I, i'm i'd be surprised if more uh uh people that were playing lock just stopped the game because they're like i don't want to go after master chief yeah so i mean it's just you know so i mean it, it it'll be uh it's it, it's too early to tell but i mean I would, I would love to see love to see uh more characters fleshed out when it comes to the halo universe I, personally, I think the the main mistake they made with Locke is they forgot about something with character development is give you a reason to actually like the character that you're playing as, like a personality, yeah, <laughs> like or a personality or like some kind of motivation or a backstory to really kind of dig into what why is he like this, right? Like why? And they didn't really dig deep into that stuff, so they, maybe they could do something there. But I think they're done with the character because of the feedback. I think they just like ran with it and were like, "Okay, let's just find a way to move on from that." It didn't work, you know. We'll see. What do you think? I see you wanting to say something, Dirt. Yeah, he's smiling over there. You're on mute, man. <laughs> I'm sorry because yeah, my no furnace that came on. I've got to buy my furnace. I ain't wanted to, but yeah, they no have to kind of explain why they like why are they moving away from them right i mean this can't yeah. just all of a sudden like halo infinite and lock is nowhere to be found they gotta maybe he should get killed or something right they i mean you gotta explain something i mean they don't have to but yeah you would think common courtesy because there might be like seven eight people that like Asian lock or luke cage or whatever it might say hey man um yeah he's a good actor where the hell is he <laughs> so there was rumors actually because of the toys right where they actually like one of the uh, uh, banished had like Locke's helmet 
like on oh, on the gun yeah. or something, or he's wearing it like he's had it like a trophy or something. I remember seeing that. Yeah. So that's where like the rumors I think come from. Like I don't know if that necessarily means what we think. And, and if they do kill him off, I think he's gonna go out in the beginning of Halo Infinite with some kind of a grand exit, and maybe potentially even with be the in the club? beginning of the game. You know, <laughs> uh, I think where we picked up on Halo Infinite wasn't the start of the game when they showed it off. I think there's going to be a prelude to that where we get to see like what happened to Atriox, what happened to Locke, what happened to a lot of these characters to lead them to where we are now. where the pilot that's stranded in space and, and all that stuff. It'd be right. pretty interesting if they show Locke actually like sacrificing himself for Chief, right? Yeah, so, I mean, to save Chief. And go out that way, you know, he's on this mission to go get Chief, and then all of a sudden, you know, whatever, he winds up finding him, and, and uh, you know, Chief's in trouble, and Locke winds up just, you know, making the call and sacrificing himself and saving Chief so Chief can get to where he needs to go. That'd be pretty cool. If they ever did want to save that time. character, having yeah. some kind of sacrifice like that would make him as one of the most, like, just people are over him, don't really care about this character, like, I don't, to one of the most beloved characters, actually. In, right. in the lore so they could do something like that and that would let lead to possibilities of like other stories with Locke going in the future like Rex. from backstories like and stuff like that yeah but, like a prequel or something yeah you never know man but I think personally show how he got the way he was yeah that would be cool as hell we need to have an episode where we just do like Halo lore deep dives dude this is cool man but uh what I this is what I, I personally think would be really cool right um like a RPG style game, right? Uh, maybe third person, first person. Maybe there's the ability to switch between the two. I hundred don't really hundred percent care which which, but um, open world uh, mission based. I want you to be able to uh, have the development of one of like the Spartan uh, later on Spartans, right? That go through the training and go through that growth. Maybe Buck like. Between the transition between ODST and a Spartan, like somebody like that, where you actually take on that training and go on missions and then and, and do all that kind of stuff. I think there's a lot of possibilities with like uh, customization and and um, backstory and more lore can be implemented with side quests and all these different kinds of things like that. Uh, I think it could be kind of fun. I don't know if they're ever going to go in a direction like that, but it'd be kind of like Halo's cross Mass Effect in a way, right? Hmm. Uh, more lore, story-based dialogue with, like, missions and and uh, and going into, like, becoming that, becoming a Spartan, right? Not not the effed-up way that they did it originally, where they kidnapped kids and turned them into Spartans, right? I'm talking about, right. like, the, the other Spartans, <laughs> right? Uh, the later programs. So, uh, I think it's, like, Spartan 3s, right? Cool. Spartan 4s. Uh, yeah. I, I don't remember all the the technical stuff, but uh, that, that's, that, that would be something I think would be fun. Um, also had this idea, like you could have like a rogue Spartan that like is going against Oni. Like he's like, what happens in that case? You, I mean, you're talking about a, a problem, right? So anyway, imagine the possibilities. Imagine all the possibilities. That's right, dude. So many possibilities. Freaking love it. Hey babe, what's what's next on the agenda today? Uh, time to move on to our next discussion. <laughs> it is what's been taking you away from me every night. Absolutely. <laughs> 
And I don't mean wife number two. Yes, basically. <laughs> Division two. Yeah, so with wife number two. Just just because <laughs> I had to throw this on there because I can. <laughs> I I just threw this in the topic list. Hey, the the topic is Division Two. Now, the reason why uh, we're talking about it for those of you that don't know, um, last week or there was an update on this game, okay, and um, it kind of it's not technically Series X S enhanced or whatever, okay, mm-hmm. uh, but the the Series X console and I'm I know the PS5 runs it amazing as well now too, uh, are running this game like crazy good i mean i i'm talking about not just not just hey it, it performs really well i'm talking about like hey i've never really had this experience right uh and i'm 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 not trying to sell everybody the game like everybody's been thinking i've been trying to sell you the game which i think we have, we have. sold a few copies <laughs> but <laughs> this game is running like butter it's so much detail with the higher textures mm-hmm. and everything uh with this with a multiplayer style game like this it's just freaking insane and incredible. And we've been having a blast uh, diving back into this game that's not new. It's not a new game. Uh, we've been having a blast diving back into it. And uh, more and more people keep playing and keep playing. And it's a, it's kind of like a rebirth for this game. And it's actually led to uh, Ubisoft making the decision to support this game further. And they've actually made more announcements about that even today. Uh, about new content coming it's because of the resurgence on this so uh more than just the division two i want to say how much kind of an impact does them seeing how this is performing now after updating it could that have an impact on other games in the future with with these studios actually putting an emphasis on making sure their games actually are supported and work properly that they know that that's what's going to drive people back to it absolutely um and also the game itself, just wow, like it's mind blowing yeah. for me. Well, well, I guess we'll start with Dirt again, man. Absolutely, man. Um, seeing seeing people go back to your game um, definitely will make you say, "Wow, you know, maybe we should invest a little bit more time, drop some new content." Or it could be like Bleeding Edge, right? People wasn't playing the game, so they said, "You know what? Let's <laughs> let's just scrap it. Let's cut it." But the division, man, listen, I was a huge division one fan, put so many hours into that game. Part two was actually better. I like the New York setting a little bit better than Washington, DC, but it was a it was a great game also. Um and I played it, you know, once the update came, I played it and it, <laughs> I'm not a PC gamer. I mentioned this in the pre-show. I'm not a PC gamer. So this 60 frames per second thing. It's something I haven't experienced that often. And let me tell you, I love it. The Division 2, it, it plays smooth at the same time. It looks great. Great resolution. Um, so, yeah, I can I can definitely understand why they decided to go ahead and drop some more content. And I also understand why people like us went back to the game. Because I haven't played it uh, since, when did it come out? 2019? Yeah, I stopped playing it yeah. <laughs> like maybe early 2020, and I haven't went back to it until recently. So I, man, I've seen you playing it like crazy, and you seem to be having fun. And 
obviously you're not the only one because a lot of people must be playing it because they're about to drop some new content. So I think it's a great thing. You may see these games have longevity. Um, you know, so yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to me. Yeah, man. Uh, three bit. Have you had a, I know you've been super busy dude, uh, with, um, all your work you've been doing, you know, making secret games behind the scenes that you can't tell the anybody world. about. Uh, revealing <laughs> games you worked on seven years ago that you're just now telling everybody about. But besides all the secret life that you have, uh, have you had a chance to uh, dive into the Division Two at all? I know you. I, I've seen you in some of the streams we've had. Yeah, um, I haven't had a chance to play much games this week, but I downloaded it. I got the the expansion, and I'm I'm looking forward to checking out the game with, with, with some of. Uh, the podcasting buddies uh, circulating circulating around the community. It's it's is very much going around the community right now. I've seen like yeah. Colt playing it and Dealer and you guys and and uh and I feel I feel like it started. Maybe it didn't. Maybe it was just in my head. I feel like it started with with Mav and Pong just making everyone buy the game. <laughs> You're like very great salesman. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know what? I'll buy it. Yeah, sure. Um. But yeah, I, I mean, every game that should be upgraded to 60 frames in 4K. It feels fantastic to play, uh, especially with the Series X having variable rate shading. So if there is any frame rate drops, you, it's probably not even recognizable to our eye. And it looks like a blast. I, I mean, I don't, I, I've, I haven't played the first one, or I have no idea <laughs> what it's like. So um, I'm interested in, in trying it out uh, very soon with you guys. So it'll, it'll be really fun. Well, we got a clan going ready and waiting for anybody that wants to join and hang out with us while we play because we've been having a blast. Pong, man, my my uh, the clan leader of uh, <laughs> of our Division Two clan. He actually mentioned it to me, guys. I didn't know, you know, I didn't know, and he's like, "Hey, Mav, uh, this uh, Division Two. Have you checked it out yet? It's got a new update." I was like. Has it really? It got updated. He's like, yeah, it's sixty frames per second. I was like, what? So I was like, okay, shit, I gotta go check that out. Uh, and then we played, and we've been playing like almost every day since then. Um, it's it's crazy, dude. How, how much fun have you been having? And, and also the other questions, like, do you think this may have an impact on uh, developers? Yeah, of course. I mean, I said this when I first because I jumped back into it, and then you know I had tried out, um, you know, obviously. Uh, ghost recon as well because i want to see these updates and and i had made mention that you know i was going to give ubisoft the credit as you know like that's due for them to actually still care about these games that you know a lot of people were looking forward to but when they came out you know like a lot of games we've seen lately they just didn't live up to expectations right so for ubisoft to go back and do this and again i know they didn't go back and get the full certification and all that kind of stuff to get the actual you know x and s patch on there but for them to even take the time to try and, and just give us these frame rate increases and the resolution improvement and uh what seems to be uh some graphical improvements um you know i i think they deserve all the credit in the world to do this um and you know, they've had plenty of success with all their other launches now. 
that they could forget about these games like some other companies like EA, <coughs> Anthem, um, and, and not do anything to fix them, right? And, and not to go back and try, you know, even what's left of the passionate community and say, okay, guys, hey, you know what? We're going to keep trying. We're going to try to make this game something. So they, they've actually done that. Uh, and I think it's showing up now. Like, like everybody's talked about. All you got to do is go on Twitter, and I know we're a small, small portion of the community here, but man, I've seen more, you know, more videos and more people tweeting out stuff about the division than probably in the past year and a half. I mean, since it yeah. came out, you know, it, it's been crazy how many people are going back and saying this is like a brand new game. At first, you know, you always sometimes you'll, sometimes you know, like they'll fix a game and you'll go back to it and you'll have kind of a love for that game and you'll say oh man, look at what they did with this game. And you'll kind of question yourself going, am I the only one that thinks this? So to see all these other people showing up and going, man, this, this is like a totally new experience. This is, I mean, all the stuff that Mav and I, uh, you know, and psycho knots and stuff while we're playing that we're saying other people are echoing in the community, uh, in the community. and, And that makes it absolutely amazing. And that, that obviously shows that it's real. Um, and so I think uh, that this definitely going forward uh, shows that if a company takes the time and it's not always going to work out, there's going to be some games that are just broken and can't be fixed and the community never comes back. But I think if you have a game that may be on life support or a little bit above life support, but you have a passion community and the base game itself is good, which the division games have always been good. They're based on Snowdrop Engine, which is a beautiful engine. And now we get to see that in all of its glory, right? So the base core game itself was good. Now they've screwed up with some of the some of the really hardcore fans. And you're always going to have that in these types of games with balancing and with PvP versus PvE and that kind of stuff. There's always going to be people who complain. But you can draw back in some of the other people who may have tried it out and said, eh, it's not for me just by giving it a little polish. And maybe as the content grows and they have a more complete set, which we can now see, because I think we all agree the story itself is actually really good too. I mean, they put a lot of work into this. There's some people who pan the story and say, it's not that great. It's kind of generic. I actually love the story and the acting is well done. Uh, So again, that base game is very well done. They polished it up, brought it to the next-gen systems, and suddenly interest is back again. And so why not? I mean, they're still making money on this game. There's still microtransactions in this game. That's what these games are all about. So why give up? Why just you know send it to an early grave if you don't have to? Try stuff like this, and who knows? See what happens, and that's exactly what they've done. And even Ghost Recon Breakpoint, I've seen more people start playing that. I've started to see screenshots with that. Um, you know, that game was pretty much dead out of the gate because it was so uh, it was it was so lackluster. It just it was empty it to start out. But the they launch, put for sure. You know? Yes, correct. And they lost a ton of people at the launch. And, and and myself, when I bought it, I bought it a little bit later, but it was still pretty empty. But now with all these updates, it's actually a really good experience. So, you know, they put all these time and money into it. All these devs put all this work into it. Why not? Why not try at least till the bitter end and say, hey, you know what? We're going to keep giving this a go and see if we get something out of it. Hey, and Ubisoft, again, all the credit to them to pay off for them because I can tell you, Av and I are owed some commission checks here from Ubisoft <laughs> just from what we've sold. So I can guarantee you they're making money again on this game. Um, and I think it's just going to continue to grow if they support it through the next year or two that like they say they're going to. Yeah. 
I, I don't think it was a coincidence that we happened to see the DLC go on sale all of a sudden right after right. that update. Because I got it, like, um, and then the day after that, it went on sale for, like, 9 bucks. Is it still on sale? I think it is. It's, like, $9 gotta, for the DLC. Yeah, yeah. And I it's think the, this week. the it's main game is $9 also. Here, so. Oh, wow. so you can get the whole thing right now for, like, 18 bucks, right? Hmm. I don't think it was a coincidence. I thought I think they saw a little bit of traction going and a little bit of hype. They're like, okay, let's just put this on sale. We can get as many players flooding into this as possible because we got a lot of positive traction right now. And then now this week we see the news of, hey, we're gonna we're gonna continue support for this for another two years, right? So hmm. this is like interesting to see this kind of resurgence in in uh, what was not a dead game. But a game that was kind of just not doing that well, or just a lot of people stopped playing, and it was just kind of hanging on there, you know. To have a flood of people from lots of different—it's not just the Xbox community; it's PlayStation, it's PC as well. Uh, people flocking back to this thing because of that update. Midway, have you had a chance to play it any in the last uh, week or two? Yeah, I, I, uh, I when I heard the update was there i went back in my god uh i have a series s yeah so well um like even with the resolution maxed out on the series s the way the frame oh my god it looks beautiful no uh hardly any pop in um, I, the first time I, uh, played a, a, a 60 frame game was, um, Gears 4 on the one, they started doing the one, and I, te- I tend to have more, I, I say I have frames eyes, I don't have resolution, um, like, I feel like I don't need to know what a stick looks like at the top right corner of the screen when I'm getting bombarded and shot at you know, right in the middle of the screen, so I don't really focus on resolution much, but but the fr- the frame rate is what's going to find this chip. And uh, Filmic should be dead. Uh, 30 frame, like, I, I, play, I love the Division. I love the first Division. And I remember after that game came out, and everybody, that's when the first time I ever heard anybody start talking about Endgame. You know, like what what's there to do after after the game's over? You know, so I remember uh, then when they were going to release Division Two, the the uh, creator or uh, the the head guy, Ubisoft, uh, I think it was he came out and you know basically said that they were going to fix everything they did wrong with the first one, and even though it took a minute, um, I think they're starting to. Uh, really put more emphasis on obviously on content since now they how much frames means to console gamers and I'm, I'm excited for it uh i'm still getting used to the because with that snow drop, drop engine i mean it's uh like the body movement like everything like it's just it's so it's it, it has a realistic feel and still get the, used to all that because uh you know First division, it was just like click stick and start running. So, so um, but yeah, I know great. Uh, it looks great. Uh, I believe this is is it was this patched also for the One X? 
it, they had an update across all systems, I think. But um, it, I think it, the primary reason was to allow for the one uh, um, X version to run at sixty frames on the Series X and PS Five, right? Uh, PS Four version, sixty frames on the PS Five. Um, yeah. So so, so uh, yeah. So going to, playing the Division Two, and then I went back to play the Division, and it was just like. That turn, I'm just like, oh my gosh, why did I come? Yeah, but, you know, I still love, I still love both games. Uh, very excited about, it. and then seeing the uh, post that they put on Twitter about more content, the sale of the uh, the Warlords of New York DLC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, I'm very, I'm very, I'm happy, I'm excited, and I hope that uh, you know they they keep doing this. Starting to, they're starting to feel more, uh, almost uh, Microsoft esque. Yeah, we'll, we'll see, man. Stuff. I'd say, um, like this whole thing, let me think about Halo Wars a bit because Halo Wars is sort of going to die out, and um, from what I know, and it's not getting a 4K 60 frames per second patch, and it just goes to show you what. A patch can do to a game. Uh, I guess this is like the first sort of, uh, uh, I guess, outline of what could happen to a game if you can regenerate it and um, this updated. You can get people back. I think the wars could definitely benefit from that if it gets like a 4K 60 120 patch, right? Uh, but it seems like they're just killing it off. It's kind of sad. Um, yeah. Halo Halo Wars was like a very good. Uh, solid game in that genre like introducing a lot of people to that sort of genre is is not easy and i typically don't play those type of games i know a lot of my friends don't really play those types of games but they love halo wars so i'm I'm sort of advocating from division (laughs) to halo wars if if possible see what what is possible when you can uh you can get an audience back just by doing a patch like this so well there's some rumors going on right now with and may explain why we're not getting some of those Xbox updates on some a lot of the first party games because of stuff that they are rumored to be working on right now. Uh, I don't know if this is what's happening on the 17th, but we'll go into more uh, of that a little bit later. Um, but there, there's some interesting Xbox news supposed to be dropping on that day. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. I wanted to uh, move on from this, uh, but stick on Tom Clancy a little bit so it's time for my favorite part of the episode yeah have hold on yeah. hold on Mav, hold on before we get off division two real important question though is dirt and midway going to join our clan because oh, we got to recruit right now right <laughs> so, you wanna, you wanna, so if you guys are playing you, you guys want, are in you want to pressure right now? <laughs> we it's want to right awesome we want awesome people in the clan division that's two want. that's right We'll help you get I, I mean, to I'm, where I'm you need to go. If you want a level six, if you want to carry a level six for a little bit, absolutely. What level I am? <laughs> we'll carry anybody. Hey, if we join your game, we <laughs> we'll get carry to level with you. If you join our game, you get boosted with us. That's how right. it works. So you, Wait, if I'm if I'm like a level one and I play with you guys, <laughs> like what? Who am I facing? Like the the the. They say you have high in the back. They be like high high behind yeah. us. Yeah, <laughs> but you'll you'll get boosted to like a, a level like us. But you also, if you get the warlords from New York, you can 
get mm-hmm. up to level 30 automatically. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I, I, I am I, facing I like level 30 bosses and stuff. Yep. Or, but or, you can play uh, with anybody. It, it has a system like that to where, you know, it affects the loot that you get more than anything. Like, uh, uh, that's the that's the down part of it, but you can level up and it, get, it gain experience even with your playing with people higher level or lower level. Um, it it does oh, a good okay. job yeah. with that. Um, I saw I saw I saw your stream uh, last night. So yeah, I, I, saw I you hear there, Pong. Man. I hear Pong like that guy over there. He's down. That guy over there. He's down. Yeah, Pong's like, a beast, man. He has his <laughs> yeah, back uh, like, kitted out, man. It's like, <laughs> he'll, uh, yeah, he'll just be like, just stay in the back. We'll. <laughs> no everybody's running pretty good though but yeah no anybody could join our clan man and and uh we'll run you guys through it and get you up real quick so how's the time to join in because it's going to be fun we're going to start doing some raids which is up to eight players so yeah that, that'll be fun so. i've been waiting for a game like this to get kind of sucked into you know um i was thinking i was going to go back to destiny right now but i'm going to stick with this for a while you know uh, i'm gonna play some of my single player games and i'm going to play be playing uh, Master Chief Collection on Friday nights, and then Division Two a lot, a lot of. Uh, but I wanted the, the, I, to stick on Clancy for a minute and surprise you guys again, because uh, you're going to have to make a tough decision. Uh, this is the part of the episode where you have to kill it, guys. This franchise doesn't deserve to exist. It should be banished from memory, banished from history. Uh, one of them has to go. So, which one of these guys it has to go? I hate you in these. Splinter Cell, you can already say <laughs> it's dead, but if you kill it, that means we're never getting it back. Okay? Splinter Cell, Rainbow Six, Division, or Ghost Recon? Ooh. Okay, let me ask you this. If we, it, it, the, are we saying that Splinter Cell is going to come back? At some this point. is the assumption that we are going to get a new Splinter Cell game. But if you choose Splinter Cell, it's it's not happening. But we are assuming we're going to get another not, one. Not only point. is it not happening, it never existed. It didn't deserve to be there. It, they they, they, they heard the concept of Splinter Cell like, that's stupid. We're not going to throw that game out there. No, you wouldn't even have a memory of being Sam Fisher. You just have a hole in your heart and you don't know where That's, it, that's right. Exactly. So I can answer this. Oh, hey, so, babe. Yeah, I want to know which one is which one is. I will kill the division so I can get my husband back. Wow! <laughs> Here <That's> we go. A, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I would kill it though because that's the only one I haven't played of all those. Right. That's a good oh. answer. Good, fair answer. Um, I'm gonna make dirt make the next tough choice. You know what? For me personally. This isn't that difficult of a choice. Yeah. Uh, Ghost Recon will have to go for me because I did like the older Ghost Recon games, kind of, sort of. But this generation, Wildlands was okay, but I felt it was too open world, if you guys catch my drift. Yeah, just, I get you. Just my opinion. And um, like, what's the last one? Um, Breakpoint. Ghost Recon. Yeah, that one was okay also, but it was just, it was a better story than Wildlands, but it's, it's uh, too open world for me. So yeah. that would be out of there. You know, for I, me. all of the Clancy brand games have had their downs, 
and yeah. their ups, right? So none of these franchises have just been flawlessly perfect all the way through, really. I mean, they all have had their ups and downs. For me, the uh, Ghost Recon was uh, my favorite ones was uh, Advanced Warfighter on yeah. uh, 360. Uh, yeah. Graw 1, one and Graw 2. Uh, they, those came out on 360 before Halo, or Graw 1 at least did, before Halo 3 even came out. Yeah, and it was like the multiplayer shooter on 360 for a while, and it was yeah. insane. It was so good online, and also the campaign was great. Uh, ordering your squad around and and giving mm-hmm. commands. Um, all right, uh, Midway. Which Clancy franchise do you think doesn't deserve to exist? You are, uh, you you are uh, erasing this from history. Uh, Splinter Cell, Rainbow Six. The Division or Ghost Recon? Me? Done. Midway. I, I, midway. I, I, I tried to. I tried oh, to I was about to say. Seconds, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I was. I was. I was. I, uh, it's a no-brainer for me. That's why I also. <laughs> what, what is uh, it? I mean, I never. I. I, I tried it. In the beginning. Maybe that's what. What I. Uh, what hurt in the beginning because obviously they put a lot more. What'd stuff, you try? Stuff in. Huh? Yeah, like we didn't. Like we didn't hear you answer because you went out. Oh, uh, Rainbow Six. Oh, okay. Okay, so you're not not big into Rainbow. No, not really. I I tried a couple of the 360 to it. Um, Splinter Cell. I'm assuming Michael Ironside is the voice, and I want to hear that beautiful voice again. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and then uh. I love the division. Uh, division one, I think I played like. It's kind of weird. Like I always replayed it just to try to get like the perfect like weapon set that I want. It was kind of weird. With that. <laughs> and then, uh, what was the other one? There's Rainbow, the Division, Ghost Recon, and Splinter Cell. Yeah, I, I, you know, you could tell Ubisoft in this generation, uh, this past generation, was trying to go serviceable. And uh, open world like sandbox, but like uh, I I played Ghost Recon uh, Wildling, and uh, I enjoyed it. So, um, to me, it's more modern. You know, it's kind of like the small, small little group that like that. I kind of so uh, yeah, uh, Rainbow Six for me, kill it. Okay, so so far we've lost the division, Ghost Recon, and Rainbow. All right, uh, three bit. Oh man, I was hoping I never went. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. I, I I love Rainbow Six. Um, not even necessarily Siege. Just I, I grew up with like the OG. Rainbow Six on like N64, I would play with my dad all the time, so I can't kill that. Uh, Splinter Cell, I would, I refuse to ever kill that game. That's that's my jam. Good man, good man. <laughs> agree. Um, I agree with you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ghost Recon, I I love the like Advanced Warfighter and and some of the older titles. Can't kill that, so I I have to kill Division. You guys haven't introduced it to me yet. I haven't played it yet. <laughs> yeah, hey, wait till you play it with us, and you might start having second thoughts about that. Um, 
We'll see. But I have to give the vision. I haven't played the first or second one. I've always wanted to. It's just it's a title that has always passed over me. Um, I'm sure, like based on what I've seen you play, Mav, I, I might actually enjoy it more than like Ghost Recon. Yeah, looks like my type of game. Uh, but I, I haven't played it, so I'm gonna have to kill it. Okay. Even all the times he died. Hey, that's that. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Even all the times I died, I am the one always on my knees. Like, please, somebody come revive me. Pong. Pause. You're gonna have to make a tough decision here because I know you're probably as much of a Clancy game fan as I am. Yeah, I am. Um, but actually, this just comes down to uh, what I play the least, I guess, at this point, and that would have to be Rainbow Six, right? So. I love Vegas and I love Vegas too. I put a lot of hours into those games. Um, and so it's hard for me to say rainbow six, but the rainbow six now, the, the, the competitive uh, mode is just, it's not my favorite. So um, for me, it would have to be rainbow six because the other three um, all have produced, well, Besides Splinter Cell, obviously, but we're again we're assuming that that's going to have a new one if I keep it. So uh, to get a new Splinter Cell at this point would just wow that would that would that would top this generation if if they can pull that off. So and obviously I love Ghost Recon. I I loved all the Ghost Recons all the way through. Yes, they've had their ups and downs, and they weren't perfect by any stretch of the imagination. But coming from you know like you said the 360 to now i i have found uh, you know a lot of enjoyment out of those games and then division um i absolutely adore the story adore the games that they created i put a lot of hours into number one i finally hopped into number two i put you know like 300 hours into that thing um and now i'm back into it again although they need to bring back the snow in new york for good just bring back the snow. Yeah. The snow is yeah. the best. I want to see, uh, see seasons yeah. actually. Like, yeah, just do it seasonal, whatever you got to do. But I just want to see snow again. Cause that was the greatest thing. Um, but no, I just, I love those three so much. Um, and rainbow six, even though I have a lot of fond memories, I could live out, live without the current ones versus the other three. So rainbow six, it is right on. All right. Close to killing rainbow. Very close. Okay, so before I go, I have one acknowledgement to make. That none of us have killed Splinter Cell. So why did you, Ubisoft? (laughs) Real point. Great point. (laughs) Right? I mean, we all love these Clancy games. We play them. Uh, We played all of these franchises, except for 3-Bit. He hasn't played the Division. That's that's to be expected. It's a newer franchise, right? But, like, the one that we love probably the most, all of us, it seems is pretty uh, um, hands down on that, you know, is is Splinter Cell. So why is that the one that is non-existent? Why is that the franchise that is not, that we had, they skipped a generation, guys. They skipped a whole freaking generation. It's coming on mobile, don't worry. Perfect. Poor guys. Say threw Splinter Cell into the bushes and then the fire. Okay, here's the thing with Splinter Cell. It's a very interesting thing for Ubisoft because Ubisoft has strayed away from a lot of their game's origins uh, being Mm -hmm. stealth 
for the most part. A lot of their games aren't stealth anymore. They're very much service-based, you know, action, adventure, and the their, shooters, their right? Their earnings report said that, like, all of their franchises are going to be games of service pretty much now going Absolutely. forward. Which is yeah. kind of, um, yeah. I don't know. Even Assassin's Creed. Yeah, Assassin's Creed, yeah. when it first started, it was all about your assassin, you're hiding in, mm-hmm. in, like, crowds, and then you're assassinating your target. Now it's very much open world RPG. You know, <laughs> it's yeah. not really about that anymore. So I think uh, Ubisoft doesn't want to do Splinter Cell because it's hard to change up that formula. <laughs> that formula. They can put seasons and spies versus yeah, mercs I mean, and let you customize your spy and like your your merc and like lots of content yeah. coming around that. They, if they wow. can do it in Call of Duty and and games like that. You know, you can do it with with Splinter Cell. I put my hands down. Spies mm-hmm. versus Mercs multiplayer they're, they're, they're... is one of the best multiplayer modes, period, ever to exist in any game. Yeah, hands but down. But you know, what? But you know, Matt, I, I think that was years ago. It's a, it's a whole group of gamers out here now that might not. They just want more action. Just you know, just more action than eight. snapping necks. Come on, I want to get behind guys and just freaking snap necks. Hang, hang from pipes from the ceiling and snap necks. I don't know, man. Hitman 3 shows that people are interested in, yes. in still stealth, right? Hitman yeah, 3 sales prove it. Yeah, but you they're, know what? I think that um I think what 3 Bull said was was absolutely right. Is just that I guarantee they wanted to bring back Splinter Cell early in the generation. They said, uh, how could we make this an open world? a uh, uh, game with microtransactions. They couldn't figure it out. They couldn't figure it out. So you yeah. know what? Let's <laughs> just kill it. Let's just kill I mean, it. We, we can't monetize Splinter Cell, so let's just kill then it. Then sell it. Well, I sell it and let somebody else they, make it. They, they pimped they pimped uh, Splinter Cell out to everything else except the game. Yeah. I mean, uh, in the division, right. you, can, you can buy his outfit. Oh, yeah. And I then they got him on that one. Those, that we kind of had a special mission. Yeah. Right. So, I mean. And then they made Sam Fisher into some a game. roid freak yeah. on uh, on Rainbow, right? <laughs> He's like injecting himself with stuff, like on the little animated <laughs> series. That's weird, man. Yeah. It's like. um, Okay. So, I have to, I have to pick one myself. I'm just going to say Rainbow Six. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I, Ghost Recon in the past, Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter uh, was one of my top games. I freaking love those games, and it, I don't want to lose the hope that we could get another one of those potential style Ghost Recon games. Where I think we're probably not going to, but if I kill it, that loses that loses the chance, right? If I if I kill Rainbow, I, I did. I've played a lot of Rainbow games. I love Rainbow games, and but. You know, like if I get Splinter Cell, then I have Spies versus Mercs, and the Mercs in there are kind of like the uh, Rainbow guys, right? So I can still get a little bit of that feel if I if I keep Splinter Cell. So that that's you know what, my uh, reasoning. You know what, uh, Tom Clancy, and I think kind of underrated, but could have used. It'd What's be that? awesome. If... Cutting uh, out, N-war. bud. In war. Oh, yeah. sorry. In war. I love to play that one. Play that thing at nauseum. You play that a lot. See, you I play had with the mic with it. You play with it with the mic midway. End war. Yeah, did you play that with the mic? 
I did. I did. You call it out? Set? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I you could do that. Wow. I don't remember that game. Yeah, voice yeah. command. Yeah. It was yeah, a voice RTS. command. It came with the little one year piece. Yeah. Yeah. It was RTS. Yeah, but yeah. It was like first person almost. It was like uh, you move behind the it units was... and stuff. It's kind of different, man. Yeah. Like, and it was kind was of like on risk. console or was it his PC? It's on 360. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, and PC. What was a game that did that before? Like, I'm trying to think of about a game that where you can command your people. SOCOM, you can do that, right? Is that SOCOM? SOCOM, oh, you can direct your guys. You can direct your guys to points, I think. I think you could do it in Graw. I think you could do it in Graw, and Graw 2. Or Graw 1 or Graw 2, I think you could. Hey, you Pikachu, right? Hey, <laughs> On you the Pikachu. N64. <laughs> Oh really? <laughs> I think so. I think it was like a Mikey you control Pikachu uh, on the N sixty four. Is that an old? Yeah, bo- Bomber says SOCOM. SOCOM. Oh, it reminded me of yeah, Risk. SOCOM was definitely. I used that. to play Risk on a PC a lot back in the day, back in the nineties. So uh, it was. It always reminded me of that because you had to move players up, and fight, take over the capital, whatever uh, conflict area it was. It was. It was a. Uh, it was cool. I liked it. it felt like it felt like a general. So yeah. was... that's a genre of games. I just like this whole um, this whole like Ghost Recon, Rainbow Six style, more tactical, slow paced shooters and stuff. I, um, they they need to make a little bit of a comeback. So let's let's hope that let's hope that they do. Let's hope you know. I'm surprised we haven't seen more things like this with Rain- the success of Rainbow Six Siege, right? Because you know that multiplayer is still going strong, um, and it is more tactical, slower pace. They did a good job bring, keeping that franchise relevant. Let's say 2015 game. Yeah, it's been around for a long time. Yeah, it's like season six now, I think, or something. Yeah. Crazy. That was um, another game that started off slow. Yep. I was just about to say that. Yeah, so. yeah. That that one yeah. was almost dead too, and then they made all the improvements yeah, it to it. Also became huge again, a competitive scene especially. Yep. Now we'll yep. see if they can figure out a way to come out with a new one. <laughs> That's what they're going to be afraid of. Yeah, they're going to be afraid of doing, doing anything with that. All right, babe. Uh, what's next on the agenda? We need to move on past Tom Clancy because we like. I guess we got a lot of Clancy fans here. <laughs> um, the next topic is who is the top studio at Xbox? Ooh, yeah. So I just thought it would be fun to like. I was thinking about this. Like I think Sony's got a, a couple that are like, you know, you got, you know, Sony Santa Monica, you got Insomniac, right? Um you got a couple of people two or three there that are like, okay, that that's those are the two guys, right? Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog, yeah. So Naughty Dog as well, right? So that's three I think that that are <laughs> just like premier, you know. So at Xbox, I was thinking like you know, because we got so much movement right now with the studios. A lot of people are, are kind of down on some studios, high on others. Who is who is the top dogs at Xbox right now? Yeah, let's start with... I think it's speculation. <laughs> <laughs> are we counting Zenimax in this? Yeah. No? Yeah, we're going to count Zenimax. I, I want to know, like... Who do we think? Because there's a lot now. There's a lot of studios. Who who is the ace? Who is the A team? Who who's the guys? Bethesda is it Bethesda Softworks? You think or? Hmm. I wanted to make you guys think about this. 
because it's like an I interesting nominate, thought, you know, to have. Like I nominate Mav to. I, I'll, I'll <laughs> say I'll say I'll say who who I think I think I think is Bethesda Softworks because Todd Howard, mm-hmm. and you have a like a creative genius that's created uh, Elder Scrolls <clears throat> and you know something like that, and you have him on your team, and they're. I mean, he's made Oblivion, uh, Morrowind, Oblivion, uh, and Fallout Three, uh, Fallout Four, uh, and also Skyrim. And we're about to get his next game. I think that people have, are kind of down on some things because of Fallout Seventy Six, but that's not really his his guys and stuff right. necessarily. Like, um, creative genius wise, like I look at it as like being important <laughs> with with a studio. Um, so I, for me, it's Bethesda Software. Okay, so if I was to pretend like Bethesda doesn't exist, okay, because uh, they're not officially, let's just yeah. officially in the Xbox, right? right? Probably tomorrow they will be, right? But right. today, no. Um, I, I say it kind of depends on the context of of what that is. If, you, if we're talking about who makes the most money, I'd argue maybe Mojang probably makes the most buck for the Xbox division. And a lot of people forget Microsoft owns them because it's multi-plat. But if we're talking about money-wise, yeah. I'd say Mojang, unless I'm think- not thinking about a company right now. Uh, Minecraft That's makes thought, like man. $500 million per quarter with 131 million active players last time I checked. Right under them, I put maybe 343. And I know that sounds weird, but Halo 5 sold tremendously on release day. Uh, say what you want about the game. It, it got like $500 million in its first week of sales. You guys can check that out. And um, Three bit throwing about out money, numbers here. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Mo Yang, I, I'd say 3 for 3 and Mo Yang are at, at the top. Now, as for personal like studios, like what my personal one is i think ninja theory has the most potential to show off their identity as a studio the technology they pull off with mocap and figuring out how to do triple a graphics within a double a budget is incredible and now they have the budget to push their games to the next level so you see them now like scanning their environments like when i was on dirt show we talked about that and making things look incredibly lifelike and i love the first hellblade game so i'm checking them out as my top studio but if we're talking about money i would put mo yang in, in three for three unless i'm not just forgetting uh unless i'm forgetting about some other studio so yeah yeah anybody All else right. want to throw one out there uh-huh. I, so ninja theory yeah. is w- one of the reasons i started thinking about this because they're working on some next level stuff yeah, you know absolutely. what i mean yeah um so um, i uh can I jump in? I, yeah. yeah. See, I, I understand um, your thought process that with Mo Yang before three, but the one thing that comes into my head is that before three was ended the Halo series, you know, and uh, Mo Yang was already successful. Yeah. Microsoft bottom, so I I understand the money part, but I I know that they were already you know pretty successful. So I 
now I on a four guys podcast that uh, yours truly is in. Shameless. Um, <laughs> um, I I said Ninja Theory because of how small the studio was, and yet games tend to be critically successful with them. Right. Uh, enslaved. Um, <clears throat> Odyssey to the West, and then coming out with Hellblade, which, you know, again was was a PlayStation exclusive for a little bit. So I mean, it. I I I struggle between um, Ninja Theory, and now the tools that they have, with Microsoft handing handing them, and seeing, like even if it's just. Um, screen captures or GIF uh, trailers that nothing nothing has looked like that um, and then uh, the coalition I'm thinking is up there because after um, forgive me I forgot his name uh, who left Rod Ferguson thank yeah. you thank you Rod Ferguson after he left um the Hive Busters DLC, um, I think, looks amazing. It, um, so to me, like they haven't really missed a beat. And so when I see Ninja Theory and the Coalition, they're I think they're they are the ones that are uh, fighting for the top. But I'm gonna give the slight edge to Ninja Theory right now because of what we when it comes to um their track record and obviously you see the excitement for what they have planned is uh is above anything else other than uh Halo Infinite because of the delay. So I'm saying Ninja Theory. Right on. Uh good thoughts. Okay, now I go Paul. You go oh, go for it. Go dude. ahead, man. Okay, um so like I'm I said the joke after Matt asked this question. Well it's kind of fun speculation right now because we have a lot of yeah, great studios parts. that we're not sure what they're capable of. So me personally, when you ask that question, I I say um the the initiative, if you look at the talent they've acquired, it makes me think like, wow, you know, they have guys from Naughty Dog, from Sony Santa Monica, from Rockstar, Insomniac, all of these these great talent from across the industry, all in one studio. Part of me wants to believe that they're going to be one of the best studios at yeah. Xbox. But of course That's the hope. You know? Yeah, that's the hope. Yeah, but like of course, like when Midway said, though the coalition has uh talent, we know Ninja Theory is very talented. They have the best technology and seeing them with Microsoft's budget now because Hellblade was made 10 million, 10 million of their own dollars and I'm yeah. sure it's going to be much more than a $10 million budget with the, with Hellblade 2. I just can't wait to see what they do but I think uh, you know like besides 343 Playgrounds Racing Team the coalition, we we are we haven't seen these other studios work yet, right? Mm-hmm. Under Microsoft, of course, they've had games before, but under Microsoft, so I think it's, you know, 
it's hard, it's hard to say right now. Yeah, it's hard to say right now, yeah. but just from the talent, I will say the initiative. Just from the talent they've acquired. Yeah. The reason I was thinking about this is because it is hard. It's hard to say. And I, on, for Sony right now, it's it's not. You know, it's you, not. You, you got like right. those three studios, you, and it, you can pick one of them and you can make an argument for either. Absolutely. But for Xbox right now, it's like, and this is not saying that their Xbox is in a bad place. It's actually the opposite because right. there there is so much going on with so many studios and so much uh, coming out in the next few uh-huh. years uh, <laughs> that we're going to actually see this stuff come to fruition Absolutely. in front of our very eyes. And, and somebody is going to step out from here and be like, okay, we're going to, our minds are going to be blown about something and we're going to say, okay, wow. Now is that Ninja theory? Is that three, four, three? Is that coalition? Is that Bethesda? Uh, that's where the question is at. I, and it's fun for me to like anticipate who, right. who is going to be this like superstar. <laughs> Uh, what do you think? What do you think, Paul? Math. Uh, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, let me no, say this right, it, right. I'm sorry. Oh, no, go, no, 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 no. Right go ahead, Dirk. Math. What you just said is absolute facts, right? Yeah. Just imagine if this was 2017 and you asked that same exact question. Oh, it would be depressing. We would all be like, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry, Paul. Go ahead, bro. I'm oh, sorry. no. Don't worry, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anybody can chime in whenever, man. That's what I want. Yeah, no, no. No. Um, so, yeah, like everybody's kind of like three bit was saying, especially where it's important, you know, it's how you want to look at it, right? So, I'll start here. Um, a critical uh, acclaim uh, standpoint, right? Two with the most potential to match up or to become those Sony type studios, uh, knowing that way from a critical standpoint, right from, from reviews and, and from that kind of s- storytelling um, that's received by, you know, everybody is, Oh my God, this is, this is amazing. You guys got to go play this. I, I think it's Ninja theory. And I think the initiative, right. Yeah. Ninja theory has already proven that they do have uh, the chops. And now that they have the backing uh, of Microsoft and now that they've been given uh, the budget to be able to increase their team. Uh, what they do with their team size is, is phenomenal, right? And the stuff that they're working on technology-wise shows that that they are a multi-level uh, talent type. Not every team creates new technology, right? Not every team does can do that. And they're doing it with a smaller team than most people. They're, they're creating a AAA experience. And on the side, they've got this brand new technology that's about to change the industry if it all works out the way they think it's going to, right? So that right there shows that they got the chop. So if if Hellblade 2 comes out uh, the way that everybody believes it's going to, and if they prove what they showed um, is real, uh, right? And and they can pull this off and they they make a complete story uh, with Hellblade 2, uh, that rivals the first one, then I think they are now pushed up into that tier where people start talking about them with the naughty dogs, uh, with that kind of, you know, success, mm-hmm. uh, you know, th- those, those teams that you talked about, especially like naughty dog, they've been doing it for a long time. Right. And Absolutely. consistency is a part of this. And, and you got to give the teams time. And like we just said, this is all new to Microsoft. Right. Microsoft was run- Microsoft had very few first party teams. Right. And, and it was halo, years and forza we we mm. know it right Absolutely. um they didn't have any team trying to push boundaries they didn't have any teams trying to create these narrative driven you know again gears for sure is 
um, you know, inhaled to a certain degree is, but they are what they are. They're not expanding out uh, like Naughty Dog and like Insomniac and all these other teams are doing or trying to Santa Monica. Um, and so I think now that they're given this chance, if they prove it, they're pushed up in that upper echelon. Uh, as Dirk was just saying with the initiative, um, you've got such a collection of talent, right? And, and it, it's, it's all just potential, right? It's all just potential. We know nothing, <laughs> you know, the perfect dark could come out and completely flop. Right. It could be like, it, it could be panned by everybody. And, and Microsoft could be looked at side-eyed again, going, you guys spent all this money and this is what you got out of it. You brought in all this talent. This is what you got out of it. Great job. Um, Hope not. So let's just say Perfect Dark comes out and it is as expected. All right. Just alone on the experience and the talent that that team has, I think if they off Perfect Dark and it comes out to critical success, instantaneously they're already up there because the people that are involved with that team have already achieved that status with other teams. So I think Mm -hmm. that automatically inflates that, right? And I think they're automatically in the conversation at that point. Um, I think from an overall, if we're not, if, if, if like three bits said, we're taking Zenimax out of it, Mav, I would probably agree with you. The standpoint of, standpoint of overall product that's been put out there, the games that have been put out there, I, I would say Bethesda's probably got to be it. But let's take them mm-hmm. out of the equation. Let's just discredit that. Um, Coalition is, a, is masters at what they do. Okay. And no really doubt they should be given more credit than they have been given for what they've put out there. Mm-hmm. Um, there is nobody outside of, of Epic that probably knows the Unreal Engine better than these guys. And it shows. Right. Uh, again, Absolutely. Hive Busters blew it out of the water, man. I can't wait to see until yeah. they get their hands on Unreal 5 and get down and dirty with it because, man, we could be in for some experiences. So I think they are master of their craft. I would say Obsidian right now probably the best studio that's put out the most games um, that have shown high quality features right and I think Obsidian sits there alongside uh, a Bethesda in a lot of ways maybe not in terms of big big brand names but again they even outdid Bethesda in their own game right with Fallout New Vegas so I think most people would agree it's probably the best Fallout so um I think Obsidian overall is their best studio. It's the most well-rounded studio. They can do different style games um, and their stories and their narrative are, are out of this world. They, they know how to craft an RPG, right? They, they know how to do that. Um, and I think just the, the experience that they have makes them probably the best overall uh, studio that Microsoft has right now. You know what's interesting, guys? Man. Yeah. Is it In Exile didn't even get mentioned? And Compulsion... Oh. And um, some of these other studios that we have yet to see really what right. they're going to be capable of with Xbox right. and Exile guys is no slouch, right? They have a lot of talent there, and they are <laughs> not. They are expanding right now as well. They just moved into new offices as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Xbox is putting a lot of investment with them, and I think they're going to pay off big time for them. First, hey, you know what? Um, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Hey, you oh, know what? Uh, so, that's it. I'm sorry. Oh, hey, you know what though? <laughs> but you know what's so important by having all of these studios under one roof? Um, I don't know where I heard this from, but some developer was saying the most important thing about game development, obviously besides budget, is time. By Xbox having all of these studios under one roof, and you're you're obviously not going to put out eight first party titles a year, you know. 
maybe four, five first-party titles a year, that extra time for the rest of those teams is going to ensure quality uh, uh, from from those studios. And and uh, that's the best thing. And, and even if they're going to get even more studios, that's going to be absolutely amazing because, like we said, Mav, 2017, we cannot be <laughs> – this, this discussion right now wouldn't be happening. No. I mean – it wouldn't be happening, and so just no, we to see say, who else is going to be closing down. You know, I mean, right? It's, that it's, would be the discussion. Yeah. Right. So, uh, and, and to Dirt's to Dirt mm-hmm. point, not even just the time, but the pressure that is right. off all these teams. Absolutely. Not every team has to hit like a certain sale. An absolute, you know, an absolute ninety home run out of the gates, right? And if the game isn't looking like you just said, Dirt, if the game isn't looking the way they want it or isn't playing the way they want it or they want to go back and change some stuff, they can make the phone call of Phil and Phil can move his calendar around, especially once all these teams get, you know, start firing up on all pistons. They're going to have flexibility. One game may be ahead of another one. And that team might say, hey, we'll be ready to launch at that date. You go ahead and move these guys over to our old date and give them the extra time to polish. They're not going to be under that constant pressure yep. to just perform. And, and none of them are going to have the pressure. And this is going to include Zenimax, which is crazy to say, because we all know when Elder Scrolls six hits or when Starfield hits this year, hopefully mm-hmm. you know they're going to make a ton of money, but none of them are going to have to carry micro or carry Xbox financially either. Mm-hmm. It's going to be spread across yep. all these teams. Yeah. And, and no that pressure, and man. that is a world of difference right there. Hey, you know, Pong, so Pong, actually, you just made a great point because there was a couple of games that came out a few years ago that wasn't quite finished, and it was clear as day. Um, see if these at first did not have a lot of content. It was bare bones, but they had to put it out there. Let's just put it out there, and we got to add the stuff later. And Thank God it worked out for them where people was playing the game, now enjoying the game. Not so much with Bleeding Edge, though, right? Um, not that I'm taking shots at Bleeding Edge, but, you know, it, it's it, it is what it is. project. It's fine. Yeah, but also games like ReCore was a game that clearly wasn't finished, had a lot of potential, but wasn't finished. But Xbox had to have that game released because they didn't have any other – Games available, they had to have that game released, and I just think that you know, this is going to be so much fun. Like, w- once these games start rolling out on a consistent basis, it's going to be a blast, especially for Xbox yeah. fans. Man, what were you gonna say? Three like it happened, yeah. I was gonna say it, it seemed like it happened so fast, too. When they went from like it feels <laughs> like just last year they had like no companies, and then all of a sudden it just it felt like they had so much in such a short amount of time. Uh-huh. Yeah. But really, they just—they've been building it according to like Phil's vision, right? Like Phil had this vision for what he saw Xbox, and and uh, and we're starting to finally see the repercussions of them buying out studios. And an initiative is really interesting to me because um, so far they've been buying a lot of these studios. There's only a few that they built from the ground up, like uh, like three for three and uh, people make gears. Help me, Pong, uh, those people. Coalition. Um, and Coalition. So the initiative is is a, a studio they're building from the ground up, right? It's, it's completely a brand new studio from Microsoft. So, yes, uh, all these other companies, we know what they're going to do. Um, Ninja Theory, we, we've seen a history of what they've done. 
uh, Bethesda, we've seen all the games they're capable of, and, and within ZeniMax is a, a amazing studios like ID Tech. Like we we're not even talking about ID Tech. There's knows <laughs> what their next game is going to be. Right. I forgot about them. <laughs> Talent is crazy. Also, Machine Games. Arcane, Machine Games. I mean, the talent. Tango Game Works. Yeah. I love the Evil Within uh, franchise. Yeah. Oh, I forgot crazy. about those guys. Wow. It's crazy. Y'all don't want roof. Uh, Pong make great points. Uh, and I think it's it's going to be really interesting to see what studios. Uh, the pressure is now off. I think that's what you guys are both saying. The pressure is now off for Microsoft because Halo Infinite, everybody was looking at it and just being like, all right, Halo, that's it. Just Halo. <laughs> like, Halo, you are the guide to what Xbox's future, Xbox's success is going to be. And it's not really that anymore, which is really cool. I think that just happened when the ZeniMax deal happened. People start realizing how many studios Microsoft has now. They're like, oh, wait, there's like, Forza, there's Compulsion <laughs> Games, they're working on something. <laughs> there's Don't forget about Double Fine. Double Fine? Yeah, people forget about Double Fine. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Just wait till this stuff yeah, starts hitting in two or three yeah, years. Crazy, people are going to be slapped in the face with it. Like, we're going to go from here and about, you guys got, you know, Gears, uh, Gears, Halo, and Forza. That's all you guys got. And they're going to be slapped in the face constantly as these new games coming out going, oh, God, yeah. we totally forgot. They got this studio. Oh, my God, look at this. <laughs> right. It's just going to be game after game after game. It's going to be crazy. It's, dropping. it's crazy. And, and I just want to make one more point before we move on to the next topic, and, and that is um, not only will these studios feel less pressure, right, but also – um, they're going to be able to share technology because when Xbox buys and purchases these studios, they're also purchasing uh, the the engines, the stuff they're working on, or whatever whatever they're using uh, behind the scenes. Like for and that's why Ninja Theory was in my head because they're working on some next level stuff. Uh, could you imagine if, like, let's say Xbox did purchase Bloober Team and Bloober Team had Ninja Theory's technology? Uh, to use facial uh, capture and animations and stuff for character models and implement yeah. it into a, a, a game like the Medium 2 or whatever, you know? Uh, this kind of marriage of stuff can happen now under one umbrella, and uh, it makes that easier. The other thing is Game Pass also takes less pressure off because instead of judging each individual game purely based on sales numbers, they're looking at the overall arcing amount of subscriptions, which may also allow for more creativity with a lot of these studios to have more variety. And instead of doing what some studios are doing, where they're trying to make all of their throw, games the uh, same. Throw one shade for per cast. Uh, my shade for today is uh, Ratchet and Clank being $70. And then, <laughs> and then I seen this whole Twitter post on it. It's it's kind of crazy. Just just Game Pass in general is such a bargain. Where I feel like um, I posted this GIF of this guy like itching because because the the yeah, amount of that. content within Game Pass <laughs> is, is ridiculous. And and every new game we're kind of like once you're in it, you kind of like spoiled, right? You're just like. Yeah, that's gonna be on Game Pass. I'm, I'll just try it out. Like Medium, I didn't pay for Medium, but I get to play it and, and try yeah. it because I'm within the Game Pass ecosystem. And 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 these games aren't seventy dollars. Uh, like I refuse to p- pay for a game that's seventy dollars. You know, 
Um, and not to mention, I barely bought games there at 60. <laughs> I wait for deals and, and everything. I, I'm so I, I really hope in the future Sony is looking at, because that's where competition is a good thing. Sony's looking at what Microsoft is doing on Game Pass, and they do some sort of system with PS Now where I don't have to buy Ratchet & Clank for $70. I have a PS5 too. I'm not going to buy Ratchet & Clank for $70. I, I, now, I tell you what. I tell you what, if Ratchet and Clank, like Destruction All Star All Stars, free on PS Plus, that's a trend. Because I mean, if they decide people... to put it in there, right, like they did with Destruction All Stars, it will make people think about joining PS Plus, which Sony's bottom line. You know, then they won't yep. feel like they have to pay seventy dollars a pop for a new. So if it yeah. happens, look for that trend. All right, guys. That'll be two. That'll be two games. Hundred percent, man. Um, all right. So now, to prevent it from us having a four-hour episode, (laughs) (laughs) because we're we're doing uh, this, uh, we're we're freaking deep deep diving into this stuff, and I I love it. I'm going to (laughs) run through. We're going to run through. Hey, no, that's fine, man. I I I freaking love that. I want to touch on these next next few topics right um and the next one uh do you want to say what that is babe you can say it if you want okay <laughs> all right more forza horizon japan rumors right so this is just uh i saw it on twitter i thought it was awesome the, the um the maps keep showing up of forza horizon 5 in japan um i think this game is happening this year uh i think they're skipping motorsport. That's going to be the reboot. Like I've said this numerous times, but there keeps being little hints. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if at, e- at whatever they have for E3 this year, uh, we can talk about that as well is we see the reveal of uh, Forza horizon five. And that's going to be one of the big holiday releases this year to go along with halo infinite. And based on the hype and, how many people loved Horizon 4, I think Horizon 5 is going to have more hype than ever before for uh, any of the Forza games, period. Uh, especially if it is actually in Japan and, and this map turns out to be real. Does anybody have any quick thoughts on, on Forza? Um, I, 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 th- I think it makes sense. I go back and forth on it, but I think from a timeline standpoint, the only way I see motorsport launching is if they are willing to drop it bare bones because it's going to be more of a games yeah. of service. I hate using that term, but whatever games of service type portal and they're going to build it out as they go. Right. So that's the only way I see that happening. This early. I think that's what motorsport you know, will be pong, but I yeah. don't think we're getting yes. it still this year. I think it's going to be 2022, 2023. I agree. Um, right. Because I don't, because I don't think they're willing to drop it bare bones. And what I mean by bare bones is like, you know, maybe a couple hundred cars and maybe, you know, like four tracks with some alternate stuff, right? Yeah, which, yeah, which, yeah. which, which, which everybody would be so unhappy with. So I just can't see them doing yeah. that. So it makes sense. Playground turns around a new map. Um, you know, the only thing is I'm, I'm sure it's still going to be cross cross gen, right? So I'm assuming Horizon will, uh, will probably be this time. And then what I think is going to happen is motorsports going to be the next gen yes. only experience. And then the, yes. whatever horizons come out after that, we'll use those new assets, 
you know, correct. Like correct. So, so it seems like they could just be, it could be a quick turnaround for them to do this, to develop a new map, pretty much use yeah. the same assets. Obviously they've already done the updates. Um, they could probably polish it up even a little bit more than the updates that we, we got currently for it, uh, for horizon four. Um, so yeah, I, I believe time-wise that makes the most sense is, is it is going to be horizon Japan. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, we've heard rumors about this right before four was announced. We also heard these same Japan rumors, um, but this time, I mean, I, I don't know. It's obviously still a rumor. I hope it is in Japan. I think that would be dope. I love the Forza Horizon series. Um, those games actually got me to that genre of music. I don't know what what you even call that genre of music. The smooth. Like- uh, like like uh, Odessa and stuff like that. I didn't listen to that kind of stuff before Forza Horizon, but I love that music so much now because of those games. Um, yeah, so uh, Japan, uh, that sounds like a perfect setting for the game. I hope it's a true rumor, but, you know, at this point, we're just speculating. Yeah. Hopefully 100%. so, but I do believe it will come out this year. Like you said, Mav, I believe Forza Horizon 5 will come out this year. Forza Motorsport doesn't even have a number behind it. It's just Forza Motorsport rebooting it. That's probably next year or 2023, like you said. But, yeah, I'm definitely hyped for Forza Horizon 5, though. Right on. All right, guys. Uh, yeah, go ahead, 3-Bit. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, I was just trying I was trying to, like, because uh, we had, like, I, I had three more. We don't have to get all the topics. But uh, I don't know what, if y'all want to talk about this next one or if you want to keep talking about Forza. Um, I don't know. <laughs> but Forza, I'm gonna steal. Go I'm gonna steal Dirt's answer with Forza, and I say I want to see it in Japan. And um, I think there's a lot of potential there with Horizon specific, specifically. Goodness, where uh, you could really use the environments and the lighting could be beautiful in Series X. Make mm-hmm. it happen. All right. Mm-hmm. Next. <laughs> I'll just I'll just say that like there's a lot of opportunities with you know race out fuji or oh yeah that's pretty cool so, i mean uh yeah i mean there's a lot of opportunity and you know obviously i think it will sell more over there i i want to see it there, in yeah, tokyo there's, there's yeah i want to see I, I, you know you say if it says japan i'm sure you you'll have like a start line on the top island, and then you'll slowly start going down, all the way down to Tokyo because Tokyo's on the southern. Right. The I nation. want to see that so, like I mean, city it, driving for the first time in Horizon with the lights and stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah. like Midnight Club yeah. was. was yeah, back man. In the day. I, and yeah. they've kind of always Horizon's always been the open open road kind of feel, mm-hmm. right? But I I really want them to like, hey, at least one section of the game. You know, um, maybe they could do kind of what like you, the crew did, right? Where like yeah. you kind of stumble upon a city, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, Tokyo, if for, Tokyo like has a the reason I'm bringing that saying that is because Tokyo has a history of racing, right? It's mm-hmm. uh, it has that street racing scene that actually with all the tuners and all that stuff that comes from that area really, right? So uh, back in the Dreamcast, there's a game Tokyo Extreme Racer, and is one of my favorite games and uh i would love to see tokyo highlighted again all right um you think uh you think japan 
I'm gonna let them do nuclear You're cutting out midway. A little bit. I think uh, it... so do you think you think Japan will let them uh depict uh like let us drive past the uh, area where they had that nuclear Oh, I don't know, man. Is that too soon? Let's hope not. Let's hope not. I want to yeah. drive by there. Let's... Yeah, I don't. Let's. <laughs> I don't know, man. That'd be crazy. I, I never, you know, I never, I never thought. It... Way to put a damper on it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Kidding. No, I'm just kidding, dude. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting thought, though, man. That's crazy, though. Yeah, um, it's possible. Fushima. Yeah. Um, I mean, is there laws about depicting like? Uh, uh, in I just think it's sensitivity. I, I just think it's about. I was just uh lighting. Yeah, I was just curious. I, I know, I know. In uh, in Spider Man, they they couldn't do certain buildings. I think I don't. I don't know to what extent. Uh, As the owners of the Chrysler building, they they uh they had the licensing rights to it. And they wouldn't. So they changed it. They actually uh did a patch to change the building. So yeah, yeah, because yeah, it came at them after uh, the uh, 2018 Spider-Man uh, came out. So the 2018 Spider-Man, I think, still has it, but the Miles Morales one, I edited it. Out. Yeah, so they didn't just change the face; they changed the building as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. All right, guys. So uh, I'm so I'm gonna skip this ne- next one that I had planned. We're gonna go to um this February 17th thing. Because mm-hmm. uh, there's some interesting uh, stuff going on right now. Um, so on February 17th, there's supposed to be some kind of Xbox news. Uh, if y'all haven't, I, the, I saw it on the end of Colt Eastwood's video. He said, hey, check out uh, my video on the 17th. He's going to be breaking some uh, news for Xbox. And I'll, that was after I'd already seen another tweet. Uh, somebody else saying that they they had a video planned for the seventeenth uh, that do with Xbox. So this is uh, multiple creators are involved with this, um, and Coltis was one of them. And so I'm thinking it's probably some pretty cool feature. And there's some rumors about what this is, and that's why I said earlier we'd talk about maybe why we haven't gotten a possible update on like Halo Wars and those games to sixty frames per second. Because Xbox could be working on that technology to bring all locked 30 games at 60 frames per second. And if they did an all-encompassing thing, they wouldn't necessarily have to go in and patch each one of these games, Mm. possibly. Uh, So that's why I was thinking that when you said that, 3-Bit. That's what the rumor is right now that this news might be. Uh, does has anybody heard anything like uh, Pong? I'll start with you, I guess. Dad. Uh, what do you think this February seventeenth thing could be? Yeah, I think it has to do exactly with what we were promised that was supposed to be available at launch, which was a certain selection of games that they were able to go in with this new process without uh, developer intervention. And up the frames, you know, doubling the frame rates, either from 30 to 60, and in some cases from 60 to 120. Um, I think we're finally going to get a peek at that and possibly some games. Funny uh, that you brought up Colt and his little uh, um, teaser about his video coming out on yeah. the 17th. Because if you also noticed on on his uh, feed, uh, he's been showing video of uh, Fallout running at 60 frames, which was one of the games that was advertised uh, yes. to do that. 
Um, and he keeps saying that he's, you know, he's using one of the mods to do it, right? But he kept showing this footage of the 60 frames and showing it off. He might have had some access to something where maybe he got to try it out in advance in preparation for, you know, like you said, there's a couple other creators out there that are teasing this as well. So they might have gotten that uh, access to try out uh, this new feature. Uh, exciting. Uh, again, this is one of the big things that they were promoting all the way up until launch. You know, we got the console, wasn't available, kind of like how backwards com- or uh, um, not backwards compatibility wasn't working, but um, uh, quick resume, quick resume was having issues. Right. Um, so I think this is they wanted to get this rolled out. Um, and I think whatever was holding it up, you've probably been able to give it to the attention that it needs now to uh, fix it um, and to get maybe a bigger selection of games available because it's not going to be every game because not every game. Um, frame-wise will allow this to happen, right? So it's going to be a a limited selection, but I think they're finally ready to reveal it and say, hey, here we go, guys. This is what we were talking about. Pretty exciting. Uh, They figured this out. This is kind of groundbreaking technology. I think uh, Digital Foundry even talked about it being something that they were very interested in trying to uh, see how it worked. Uh, So uh, I can't wait. Uh, any news uh, like this that they kind of promote up in advance like this? I'm uh, I'm excited for it and uh, I'll bring on 17th. Yeah, man. Heck yeah. Dirt, you got any thoughts? Like, what do you think this could be, man? Well, I don't have an idea, <laughs> any idea, but um, I I really didn't hear anything about the 17th kind of until you saw, you, like you said it. I don't know. It sounds like it's going to be great if it is what you guys said is. I am a guy that loves old music. I love old games. And I recently found out that I love 60 frames per second. And if old games, which I enjoy to play, are now (laughs) running at 60 frames per second, I'm ecstatic about that. So, yeah, I I can't wait to see what happens on, on the 17th if that's a like the big update and also <clears throat> there's a rumor that the Bethesda deal could be finalized next week so I mean hey man next week sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun for us Xbox fans huh? heck yeah I think it's going to be alright uh, babe do, do you have any thoughts what do you think this this could be <laughs> Um, so 3-bit since you're an insider what can you tell us <laughs> <laughs> Nice job, Caitlin. Nice job. 3-Bit, no, I I guarantee you guys, 3-Bit probably has some inkling of what this is, and he can't say. It's written all over his face right now. Can you see it? Look at him. Look at that man. He knows what this is. Because he's been probably using whatever this is behind the scenes. I had no idea what's going to happen. Okay, so what what are your thoughts? What do you think it is? (laughs) Uh... Well, um, no let's see. We're going to figure out who he's going to um, talk around this without giving it away. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what he's doing. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> what I'm looking forward to <laughs> anything dealing with any upgrades to backwards compatibility to be awesome. And I think anything dealing with they have a couple of technologies that they're working on right now, and I'm, I'm really trying here. <laughs> they have a couple of <laughs> technologies that they're working on, and I, I'm, I'm 
that we haven't seen so far, like what Pong was saying with Crick Resume being a problem early on. Mm-hmm. There, there's just stuff within the Series X box uh, that we haven't seen yet in certain games. He, Luis, if you guys him, he's very knowledgeable in that stuff. And it, it's, it's a very exciting future for uh games and I, I think a good example of that is if you guys watch the digital foundry video of hellblade 2 they were really confused on how certain things were possible because <laughs> yeah. they're like is this cgi is this it, it's it's because of the technology that is there for at least for the unreal engine and and the uh, other technologies that are coming up is very impressive so I, I will just end it there. Yeah. I, I don't actually <laughs> expect you to actually know any of this. So I'm, I'm joking. But it seems like you may actually. So we'll see. Hey, don't don't get, uh, don't get sued 3-bit, please. Uh, no. Right. You see, like, hey, see I, two guys in, uh, two guys in, you know, like men in black come to your house, man, and be like, we need you to see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right with that flashlight thing, with that light, light bulb. Every flash, yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, guess what happening guys? Uh somebody's coming to uh get rebit right now. Is that the uh, FBI on on the train right now? Uh, the NDA? Uh, yeah, they're they're, they're on uh, the train to, to get rebit. Yeah, that's AP. That's the that's the train yeah, from Back to Future 3, no, ain't no, they yeah. go. That's a train for Back to Future 3. I, I so, had to find a reason to use oh, look, that again. Tour? <laughs> like, there you go. Uh, that's so funny. There he is. So, I mean, I mean it's, you know, it's exciting news. Floating. Just to get back on topic a little bit. It's exciting news. Um, to me, like, 60 frames doesn't just uh, reinvigorate the game. It reinvigorates the player. I mean, I feel like uh, it, it brings new life. And... Um, like uh excitement for the player when when you know you can dart back and forth with you know looking speed and and not like have any tearing uh, it's it's more natural to the eye so i mean i it's just uh it's very exciting uh i saw colt's video as well um believe me <laughs> yeah he, he said it at the end and i was just like oh so I mean, uh, that's juicy, man. Juicy. Yeah, right. <laughs> things are I mean, already you know, so good right now. How could they get even better? You know, it's I like mean, things you know, are they, going better and better. Yeah, they only talk to those hundred thousand plus subscribers. You know what I'm right. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out to Coldy. He's guys. So I mean, uh, yeah, really, really, really good time for uh, Xbox to start bringing. Uh, if it is a new technology, start bringing stuff out that they promised uh, at long. Yeah. Heck yeah. Um, all right, babe. What is uh, what is our last topic here? How do we end the show? Um, it's the Game Pass Game of the Week. And yeah. it is Hellblade. 3-Bit uh, demanded that this be the Game Pass Game of the Week this week to force me to finish it, which I had planned on doing. Yeah. I need to finish this game. Um, I'm a fraud right now for not finishing Hellblade, oh, guys. I'm right there with you, Mav. I'm right. Are you? So <laughs> I, I finished it. You finished it. All right. So, <laughs> hey, hey, guys. 
Uh, the point of this is to bring a highlight to a great game on Game Pass. That, hey, Game Pass uh, allows you to try different things. It allows you to play multiple genres, uh, maybe stuff you wouldn't have ever checked out before. And uh, this, um, according to 3-Bit, and, uh, and I'll say I... I do admit that I did have a lot, a great time with what I've played with it so far. I just haven't gotten to finish it. Um, what is it about <laughs> Hellblade that makes y- you want to promote this game to say, "Hey, you need to try it, man"? Um, I first played it. I was oh, sorry I've been about it with you. I, I replayed the intro a couple times. I'm like, "Where is this game headed?" Yeah. <laughs> And I was out. What kept me playing was was a sort of people saying like people with actual uh, uh, problems similar to Senua. Mm-hmm. It was a psychosis. Showed how that game. Yeah, uh, psychosis. Uh, I can't remember what it's called, but yeah, um, it it connected with them, and I was like, "What are they? What are they talking about? I don't. I didn't get it." So I kept playing it and i realized what they were talking about and and how she sees the world is is very reminiscent of what uh people with psychosis see the world they see the world in patterns Mm -hmm. and they use it's so smart how they use that as a way to solve puzzles in the game (laughs) so it's sort of intertwining what she's dealing with how she sees the world and they use that to actually solve the puzzles within the game so i thought that was really brilliant um the the game has amazing audio as well so i would recommend you play it with headphones special mic because the voices around her head she has multiple uh different personalities it was like certain uh things click with me in the game as i was playing it and it wasn't right away it was just like a sort of a gradual thing i started feeling as i was playing the game and i was i was playing it with a few friends and stuff and it it felt like more of an experience to me than just like a game. And I, I think that's that was just how I felt. I don't want to <laughs> interpret yeah. how I feel with whoever else is is playing the game. But uh, to me, it was more of an experience, and I really loved how they did the story. And I'm trying to do it without spoiling anything. But but I think that's a pretty good summary for what makes the game not just an action adventure hack and slash uh it's not mindless at all i think they poured a lot of into the game design and a lot of thought into like the story so you know right on man uh anybody else have any thoughts dirt you you played it no i actually i actually finished it also uh but surprisingly okay this is my opinion i thought the game was very well done, especially on the budget that, you know, like that small upper budget, well, small for a game and development, $10 million of their own money. Uh, but the game had great graphics. Like you uh, said, the sound was amazing. Original game, definitely very original. Um, the subject matter, some people might not like the subject matter. I wasn't crazy about it. I didn't care for the, like 3-Bit mentioned, uh, you know, how, how, people with psychos to see the world <laughs> letters and I didn't like those puzzles at all. Um, yeah. <laughs> I understand where they were going with it, but I didn't like them at all. Uh, but I finished the game and, you know, I thought the game was just okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
as a game, but <clears throat> excuse me, but the quality of the game was pretty good. Um, yeah, and I mean, like the game might not be for everybody. Some people call it a walking sim. There's a lot of walking, um, you know, but I definitely feel the game has um, so much potential to be much better. Like we mentioned earlier in the show with Xbox uh, money behind them, yeah. I think the game will get even better. But yeah, uh, you know, it's definitely it's definitely a game you should try out in Game Pass. If you don't like it, like I said, everybody's not going to like it because it is so different. But right. then again, you might like it because there's a lot of people that actually enjoy the game. So you definitely can have, check it out, though. You can have the experience that Dirt has. Be like, okay, it's it's a good game, but whatever. But you know, it's, it's not great. It's not. You can have the experience that Three Bit has. Be like, wow, this is incredible. Which <laughs> I, I've heard from a lot of people as well. Yeah. You could be like me and like try it to start it a couple times and just not ever get so it's, sucked in that I had to go back. Yeah, um, but yeah. I because of people like Three Bit that keeps saying how good it gets. I, w- I want to make that a point that I do that. Right. And the game game pass allows people to do this without any kind of extra investment. Right. So, uh, and also the Hellblade two is coming out guys. So right. if you want to learn about the character, um, this may be the franchise where, you know, you might want to make sure you do play that first game because I think Hellblade two is going to be a lot bigger of a project. It's going to be much more ambitious and uh, investment. Uh, but I think the core of who that character is, you're probably going to learn more about it from that smaller isolated experience in Hellblade 1 that may help you with your experience in Hellblade 2. Uh, that would just be a suggestion. So, uh, Paul, what do you what do you think about Hellblade, man? Oh, I like Hellblade. I haven't finished it either. Obviously, I'm I'm uh, I, I rarely finish games, so but yeah, we're the same I played person, through. Uh, probably, yeah, we are the same person. Um, I uh, I probably played through over half of it. Um, absolutely gorgeous game. Uh, loved it. Uh, as everybody's already stated, I mean, the, the, it, it's an experience. Um, it's a lot. I'm not going to say it's the same as the medium. But some people are going to get more out of it than others are going to. Mm. And so I think it is one of those games that since it is in Game Pass, and the beauty of Game Pass is is that you can experience things that you never would have touched before because maybe you didn't think you had interest in it. And like you just said, Mav, maybe you will find it to be that wow experience that, you know, like 3-Bit did. Maybe you'll find it as, as the experience where, you know, like Dirt did. But it doesn't matter because it was just part of Game Pass. So it's something that you should try. It's a beautiful game. Uh, Senua as a character, I mean, again, this is why I think if Hellblade 2 comes out the way, you know, we all think it should, uh, that puts Ninja Theory up there because Senua as a character is so incredibly deep and well-developed, especially if you kind of get into what the game is trying to tell you about her and how she's experiencing things. Most games never touch that deep. I mean, right. you can get a lot of surface level stuff, but to actually deep dive into someone's brain like they do with Senua is something special. And so I think it is something uh, with the sound, with the graphics and everything that goes into that. Uh, the overall experience itself can be very powerful. There were points uh, while I was playing it, like there was points where I was like, God, this is kind of dragging. But then there was other points where, you know, voices kicked in and you're sitting back and going, Oh, am I hearing things or is this the game? Because 
it's that type of it, it's that it's that type of immersion um, at, at at different points in that game. So we'll try it out uh, again. Like you, Mav, I, I I want to get back and I want to beat it, especially with Hellblade Two coming out because I do really love Senua as a character and I want to know about her because I think the next one, like you said, is going to be much bigger. It sounds like they're going to bring in some new dynamics where there is some possible big battles or there's a bigger uh, a bigger world happening around her in the next one, whereas this one is very personal. Um, I think the next one's going to expand on that and kind of show you know, the environment she's in and what's happening. Yeah. Um, so I definitely want to know her personally. So when I get to Hellblade 2, if it is that bigger experience, I understand her and what I'm doing uh, through that next game. Right. Sure. Midway, have you checked out Hellblade? Yeah, I, uh, I actually bought it before Game Pass even existed. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and uh, I played about the first hour, hour and a half, and uh, I didn't know about the headphone thing yet. <laughs> so I played with headphones, and I was just like, now I have ADD, so my my, uh, my attention goes everywhere. So when I, uh, I put it in and started hearing, hearing all those voices, I was, my eyes were like darting like side to side, like, what am I, like, what is this? And it, like, what oh. is going on? And then, yeah, <laughs> then later, you know, everyone started explaining. I was just like, ah, yeah. Okay, so, I mean, it looks great. Um, like, it's kind of uh, walking simulator-ish, but... Um, the combat's not easy in that game. I'll say it's, that. It's I, not easy, but it's also, you know, it's... it's uh, I found it all right. I mean, I, I didn't yeah. mind. Uh, everyone's saying, you know, there's a lack of combat. Fine with it because it was telling a story. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm interested in uh, in getting back into it. It's just, you know, life took games kept coming out. So, um, but I definitely want to want to get into it. Yeah. Same here. I I'm I've been uh, put on the spot by Three Bit to finish this game, so I I will <laughs> do so on stream. With the headphones on, so you guys can tell me, like, help me with the puzzles and and stuff. Because uh, I had that some trouble. I remember, I remember the first I remember the puzzle. puzzles aren't hard. They're, They're just, not hard. It's kind of stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people either have like a dying passion for the game, like me, or yeah. like dirt. Yeah. Like, eh. I, I, I know what games like that, though, man. You know, <laughs> like. Know. You know what's crazy? Uh, I actually saw some YouTubers cry at the end of this game. Yeah, because um, yeah. it really hit them like that. Like, oh, yo, oh my god, I love cinema, <laughs> men and women. You know, just yeah. Oh, that was a great game. Then I saw people like, yeah, hey, that was alright. You know, but um, yeah, you know, you gotta play. Yeah. So, so Mav and um, Pong, midway, you guys got to finish it, man. Yeah, like at least before two, two so comes the, out. We'll, we'll. After we yeah. finish the game, we'll know are we a three bit or are we a dirt? <laughs> I didn't hate it. We'll find it. We'll find it. out. We're either uh, we're, we're either in tune with our emotions and we're a three bit, or we're closed off like a dirt. <laughs> or, or are, are we are dead we a inside dirt? Or are, are we only worth two bits? Yeah. <laughs> Who yeah. knows? We'll find out. I already know I don't hate it. Yeah. I don't hate it. As, as, so. as soon as. As soon as I see that, uh, as soon as I see that uh, that uh, release date, 
I'll start pressure. Yeah, maybe you go because it's not a long game. It's about what eight, like seven, eight hours, maybe. Uh, yeah, it's like eight. I think the medium the and, the, and this the game have a lot in common. <laughs> the the medium that's, and yeah. Hellblade have a lot in common. Well, you know what, man? That's a that's something interesting because I finished both games. Yeah, and. Uh, well, yeah, they're both they both have some kind of me- mental health issues dealing with them. They're both a lot of walking, uh, puzzle solving. Both, both, both have- uh, female protagonist characters that are okay, going okay. through something. Uh, okay, both about the same length, potentially. If you rush through the story on the medium, okay, maybe um, the both smaller teams making <laughs> making them. I I can go. I can keep going. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, I was I was thinking <laughs> you were talking about just more of the game itself. No, not necessarily the game itself oh, and how they okay, play. I no, yeah, I, you I mean just like um, with, I guess where I'm going with that is like the in, in, inspiration behind the game, why it was made, uh, kind of the story they're trying to tell uh, in 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 a certain kind of way is different for each one of those games, and it's both more of an artistic expression yeah. than trying to in an experience uh, that they're trying to create as opposed to just making a, a game, right? They're not just trying to make, Hey, we're not trying to like make this a hack and slash game. We're not trying to make this a looter shooter. We're not trying to make this a, mm-hmm. uh, any, anything in a box, right? They're trying to make their own experience. Now the, the even those experiences have a lot of similarities with like, uh, the character and and like uh, dealing with personal struggle and and also telling a, a tight knit story. So that's where I'm going with it. And um, it'd be interesting to see uh, Bloober Team and Ninja Theory get together. I know, dude. That's why. That's and, uh, I want that because they both. Yes, because they both love to study the human psychology and the, the, the stuff yeah. that's behind it. It'd be very interesting to see what 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 those two teams could come together and work out, man. It'd be it'd be pretty crazy. A Hellblade medium crossover. Yeah. yeah. Uh, crossover. Now, <laughs> use some of the technology that Ninja Theory has in their stable. Yeah. And then the medium's a creative talent, uh, the Bloober team's creative talent. Their Bloober team can make games like quickly. Like yeah. I mean, they they have since I went back and looked to 2014. They have like six or seven games that they made. It's crazy. Wow. Uh, um, a lot of they have make a lot of games uh, fairly quickly, and uh, this was their biggest one they made with the medium. Um, yeah. And you saw a little bit of their like indie budget style in there because of like what mm-hmm. they could do with the character, right? And and some of the facial animations and and yeah, some of that. But as an artistic expression, just looking at the environment and what they created and the detail that they put in is like, it's an art- artistic expression, 100% with what they yeah. wanted to do with that. So, um, I thought it was cool. One of the crazy parts, too, is Ninja Theory developed this technology because their team is also smaller. And yeah. they want to find technology that speed up the process, but give them these incredible results but would speed up the whole process of trying to create an environment, which yeah. obviously Bloober team is good at, but you know, they're a smaller team too, and they need that help. So it'd be kind of cool. Yeah. What were you saying midway? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I was saying, I thought it was pretty cool that, uh, uh, said it back in 19. 
cut out again midway. No. Yeah, you cut out. I, I think Discord, I think, may have this oh, option wow. on like smartphone devices to, for like a like a noise cancellation type deal. And I think sometimes it cuts out people's people's voices and stuff like that. Can you hear me? Just make sure yeah. it's not on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I was saying, uh, I thought it was cool that uh, Uber set the game back in 1999. They oh, yeah. made the mm-hmm. camera angles that way. Yeah. That, I thought oh, yeah. I thought it was a nice portrayal back then. You know, I know everyone was kind of complaining about it, but if if there's a reason that a developer does something kind of get your imagination hey you know what yeah. I think um, oh I'm sorry me away no go ahead I think I think it worked in the medium I mean plus I mean there's games last generation that still had that type of um, walking you know camera angles like Detroit Become Human kind of still had that some of those telltale games have yeah. that kind of you know, maybe yeah. not the same camera angles, but it didn't bother me. It actually felt pretty good. The only issue with the medium was, like you mentioned, Mav, the animations was very stiff. Mm-hmm. And the actual um, player, she didn't look good at all. She looked okay. Sometimes she looked okay. Sometimes she looked bad. But the game itself, I, I think Bloober with the medium, they show that with some more people, a little bit bigger budget, they could make a triple-A game because the voice acting was pretty decent, had great music, the atmosphere was great, um, you know, and they just hired, um, I believe, some someone to do action, <laughs> like, a you know, yeah, like for their future game. Combat specialist or whatever. Combat yeah. specialist, yeah. That's, that's yeah, one yeah, thing yeah. the medium is missing. There's pretty much no combat in there, and that's something Hellblade obviously has over it. Uh, but yeah, but the medium was a pretty solid game, man, and um, I can't wait to see what they do next. And you know, they're right they're, they're you know definitely have a lot of talent over there. All right, guys. Well, uh, I want to thank Dirt and Midway uh, for joining us this week. Shout out uh, also to our awesome panel, the Pong, Three Bit, and You Babe for hanging out with us today and everybody in the chat it was a blast we had some great hey we went we went kind of deep dive discussions this episode it was pretty awesome i i I love i actually really enjoyed that guys it was it was a blast so um until next week we'll see you get wait hold on we gotta do some outros and uh, also i'm sorry i'm getting ahead of myself uh, hey, after hours, uh, we're playing Halo again, guys. Uh, after after the podcast tonight, um, my pizza is about to get here, so I'm going to eat, and then we're gonna uh, we're gonna play some Halo Master Chief Collection. Everybody is welcome to join. Uh, it'll be an open party. Uh, we'll play on stream and have a blast. I uh, hope to see you guys there. Um, also, okay, I want to make sure we give a shout out to everybody here. Uh, Dirt. I was lucky enough to be on your podcast uh, this week, but I wanted to make sure everybody knows where they can find it. Hey guys, uh, check out Dirt Griggity, uh, my channel. I make regular little videos, and also on Monday evenings at six thirty Eastern time, uh, we have a podcast called We Bleed Green Xbox Podcast. I'm trying to put the emphasis on Xbox. We Bleed Green Xbox podcast because I believe there is a 
Weebly Green podcast has something to do with the Boston Celtics. So oh, okay. <laughs> so I've tried to put the emphasis on WBG Xbox podcast. I gotta change my background a little bit. So yeah, come and check us out. You know, we uh you know we have a lot of fun over there. So like I said, 6 30 Eastern standard time. Come and check us out. You know, check out my channel. Thanks. Yes, sir. Um and hey, is it Channel information is in the description below. Make sure you go over there, uh, give a sub, uh, hit the notification bell for him, uh, give a like on his videos. Uh, that that greatly helps. Was that? That link doesn't work for some reason. It doesn't? Okay. I'll, I'll do. I'll put a new one. I'll change it. Oh, thanks. Uh, no worries. Uh, it <laughs> probably leads to somewhere else or something. Hey, uh, Midway, uh, where can everybody find you, dude? Uh, again, thanks for inviting me. Surprise. <laughs> invited. He did it at like today. Oh. And so, yeah. uh, yeah, uh, three bit, Dirk Riggity, Pong, Soul, you know, for the longest time. I... You're cutting out again. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All we heard was Pong Soul, which is fine. Yeah, just talk, just talk uh, loud. I think if you talk know, loud, it'll probably work. I don't know why it's happening today. It hasn't really happened at all <laughs> in my podcasting career. Yeah, so, that's weird. Uh, yeah, no, thanks for having me on. Uh, Midway 8 Monster on Twitter. 7 was taken. So, uh, yeah, just, uh, hey, come follow me. Let's have a great conversation about game and uh, spring as well. Uh, again, thanks a lot for having me. And Brian. Caitlin, don't worry. Caitlin, don't worry. You got a lot more to offer than that little box, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right. He's not there. <laughs> then I couldn't. I couldn't hear you. <laughs> what the heck? No, I think they heard you. I can't just go you. with I it, man. It just yeah. go with it. It was funny. Don't worry about it. There you go, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I don't know what's happening today, guys. All right, uh, all right. Uh, three bit. Hey, man, where where can people find your uh, secrets? Uh, you can find some of my secrets on Twitter. The VGHD post. Uh, I usually I just repost other people's tweets. And that I think are funny. Personally, I will post uh, my stuff, and uh, you guys can can uh, check me out on YouTube. It's the Video Games HD. Um, I podcast here every Friday. Almost forgot the day, and then every Thursday, I'm on Boom Show. So you guys can uh, see me either on Thursday on Boom Show or here on Friday. So uh, love you guys, and I will see you in the next episode. Awesome man and Pong. Absolutely. First of all, uh, Dirt, great to finally be on a show with you, man. Uh, I've been watching you. Love what you do over at WBG Xbox. Uh, we'll add that in there. Uh, everybody, go check out WBG if you haven't already. Great group of guys. Yeah, they're all Celtics. Uh, really fans. cool show. Yeah, Celtics fans. <laughs> That's why they're called Weebly uh, Green. Oh, Pistons! My Pistons beat the Celtics tonight. Actually, surprisingly. <laughs> so go check out Dirt uh, Midway. Awesome to finally be on a show with you. I think that's what you were trying to say earlier when you uh, spaced out. 
Um, but uh, awesome to finally get on a show with you, man. Watch you on Four Guys with Quarters, obviously, all the time with Mav and, and uh, Clowns and stuff. So awesome to, to uh, get to do this. I'm glad Mav uh, invited you on. Uh, chat, you guys were awesome tonight. was reading your comments. I know I don't uh, talk as much in there when I'm doing these shows. Uh, I haven't gotten that two-brain thing down yet, so I can't split myself all the time. But I uh, was reading your comments, and, and awesome to see everybody out here. Incredible that you guys show up every week for us. Love the support and appreciate every single one of you. Um, you can always find me here Friday nights, as you already know. Uh, and then uh, Saturday nights, I'm on the Shop Podcast with PTK Blam, Centurion, Stegorilla, and uh, and Fuzzy Belvedere. And that starts at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, and then, you know, I say it every week, but 2021 continues to be crazy for me. I never intended to do this thing, uh, but here I am. So uh, take a look. Uh, nothing's been announced officially this coming week, but I'll give you a little hint, Uh Keep your eyes open around midweek. Uh, you might see me pop up somewhere. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. And Mav, Mav's got that. <laughs> Mav knows what I'm talking about. Uh, so, yeah. But otherwise, again, thank you all. Love you all and appreciate it. Awesome, man. Uh, and, awesome. babe, hey, we're, besides in our house, <laughs> where can everybody Stop find being you? so creepy when you get to me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you make it so awkward. I'm sorry. Hey, I love um, you. Okay. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at CaitlinX0615 and here every Friday, just sitting here reading the topics. <laughs> there you go. Hey, hey uh, it's been awesome, guys. I freaking love all of you in the chat hanging out and yes. anybody who listens after the fact. Also, uh, you can listen on audio platforms. Uh, Anchor FM, Spotify, Google Podcast, um, uh, Apple Podcast, all all that stuff. I appreciate all of you guys uh, for listening and hanging out with us. And until next week, we will meet again. Thank you guys. Have a good one. Bye. Hi guys. Bye.